Beep, beep, Richie. They all podcast down here. When you're down here with us, you'll podcast too. This is Mouthful of Movies, and today we watched the 1990 classic? Stephen King's It. Mouthful of movies. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, as usual, I am accompanied by this time we're going to go opposite direction around the table. Jessica, how's it going? I'm good. Who are you? What? You forgot to say your name. We know who I am. Oh, Do okay. we? I'm Jeremy. Okay, thank you. You're Jessica. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Brad, how's it going? Great. Awesome, and also special guest with us today, under the table, the Colonel Dog. Colonel, he's chewing on himself. All right, cool. Well, so today, big day, guys. We watched an amazing movie. Right? Amazing. Everybody thought it was amazing. I love the movie. I always have. Can amazing be taken off both ends of the spectrum, or does it just have to mean good? I mean, it can be amazingly good or amazingly bad. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. So we watched the uh, 1990 version TV miniseries of Stephen King's It. And wow, yeah. Um, was not as good as when I saw it as a child. <laughs> We've got opinions for sure. Um, but as we... I enjoyed 98% of the movie. And then at the end, I'm just like, mm, I'm done. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So uh, if this is your first time here... Uh, welcome. We're glad to have you. Hope you uh, will stick around for the uh, million other episodes we're gonna do because we're gonna we're gonna have so many episodes. Okay. Maybe not a so many. I don't know if I can commit to a million. All right, but uh, so the way things work around here, we pick a movie, and um, in that movie choice, we then decide on a restaurant, a type of food, something that we think would be associated with said movie. And we talk about them. So the food, the movie, how they all worked, what didn't work, what we thought. And we go from there. So uh, buckle up. We're going to get started here. And so this week, of course, like I said, we watched It. So we thought it was only fitting, the you know, as shown in the movie, when the adults all re um, reunite and they go to a, a Asian food place, a Chinese restaurant of some sort. Uh, it was the 90s, so, you know, it was very stereotypical. But uh, we decided to go to a place here local to us called 88 Kitchen, which is a Asian buffet. Asian food place. Asian food place. So 88 Kitchen. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, what did you... Oh, first and foremost, uh, <laughs> to to give a little background here. So we decided 88 Kitchen because it fit with the, with the choice with the movie. Um, but going to the restaurant, 88 Kitchen, first thing Jessica says, I wonder if they have 88 food items. And let me tell you, uh, Brad counted them. Turns out, 88 food choices. So that's pretty cool. The name means something. 
Thoughts? Jess? Anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, that was... That was it. Yeah. I just want... I was like, is it 88 for the food choices, or maybe there's 87 others, and this is the 88th one to open, and then when they open another one, it's 89 Kitchen, and that's just how they keep track of them. <laughs> All the restaurants are just sequential. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we go to the 1034 Buffet? Kitchen? That's a... Buffet? A lot of buffets. Lots of buffets. Yes. So thank you, Brad, for taking the time to count all the items as we came in. And I hope anybody that looked at me wondered what that goofy bastard was doing running around going, <laughs> Yeah! It's true! With my thumb in the air. I was looking for you. I was like, is he like trying to be sly about it? But you were like pointing. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> so yeah, so Brad did the heavy lifting at the restaurant and he counted every item. So uh, they lived up to their name. So we can start out with that. Good, mm-hmm. good on them. Um, so it is a buffet. They yep. have the usual things that you will see on a Chinese buffet. They have rice. They have noodles. They got the seafood options. They have lo mein noodles. Um, Garlic bread. You missed that? Yeah. Uh, then they have, yes, they have the American options. Uh, pizza, corn on the cob, mashed potatoes. Macaroni and bread, cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Steak. Um they had a salad bar. <laughs> they had a salad bar. They had a dessert bar, fruit bar, hibachi bar, hibachi, and they also had sushi. And the sushi was actually all right. Hmm. I didn't have high hopes for it, but it was pretty good. Well, buffet sushi. That's why I didn't have high hopes for it. Cool, Brad. What'd you think? I thought it was a generic buffet. It, but nothing is gonna make me sick tonight, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> Because there's sometimes when you go and you're like, oh, it's going to end bad. It's like when you go to, like, let's say a crystal at like two in the morning and you know you shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah. The buffet wasn't like that. That was good. It was Prop a good service, buffet. Water was clean. Water was clean. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, the it is your very typical Asian buffet. Um, yeah, so I, I tried to, I thought I would, I don't know, try to somewhat... Be methodically be technical about it <laughs> yeah um with in my food choices so like my first plate was predominantly chicken items that they had so they had like some some spicy grilled chicken that was you know cut up and diced uh the general like general sal's chicken orange chicken honey chicken chicken, chicken wings chicken. chicken on a stick um yeah, so I went with those. They were all pretty good. There was one chicken wing that I had that was it was a little too rubbery for my taste. But outside of that, like, you know, your typical buffet food choices. Yeah, we're there. Jeremiah's being all methodical. I'm going to go chicken for this. Just kind of just like, <laughs> fuck it. Just put some of this shit, some of this shit, some of this shit. Fuck it, I'll try a little bit of everything. We did. Yeah, we tried it all. Um, yeah. I and- was double fisted in, like, the first round. I had a plate that had all... Of the random crap on it, and then I had a whole plate of sushi, and I was walking through, and I'm like, my two plates. And Brad's like, I have one plate, five things placed nicely, not touching each other. <laughs> yeah. Me and I, I just piled everything all in a, on a plate. There's just there bunch was of... one dude that did walk by, and I swear his plate was at least four inches deep with stuff. And I'm like, dude. I so my second plate, I went. I decided to go to the hibachi, and I felt, I felt bad because I. I put it, started putting it together, so I chose some chicken to be cooked, some steak to be cooked, and some noodles. And I was like, oh, man, I got a bunch of just chicken and steak and noodles on here. 
I feel like a dummy, but then I'll look at the guy in front of me and he was like that where he had so much stuff just piled up on one plate and I shouldn't have felt bad, especially compared to him. Was it ruined that there was a piece of broccoli inside your hibachi? You practically threw that shit. You don't like green things. Um, my hair is green, <laughs> and I hate it. No, what color is your shirt? He doesn't like me. He don't. He okay. He doesn't like green food <laughs> unless it's like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna argue again. But no, the it was not ruined. Uh, did you finish that plate? That I did not because I, I not because of that though. No, not at all. Yeah, like. <laughs> I, I just yeah, he picked it up and slingshotted the broccoli back at the box guy is, and said, "What is this?" That is not accurate whatsoever. We actually didn't finish our meal; we were thrown out. No, <laughs> <laughs> not accurate. Um, no, I so I did not finish that plate, but it was because I was full. No, broccoli. no. <laughs> broccoli's not so like broccoli's not one of those foods. It's it's things like onions and olives that are very just like pungent. And they just permeate through all, like, the rest of your feud. Your feud. Feud. For that years. Feud. Feud. I moonlight as the sweetest chef, so sometimes that comes out. My feud. Guys, this podcast is probably going to be a lot more of us just shooting the shit about the movie. We're getting more comfortable. Always. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, all in all, like, I... I enjoyed it. You know, there used to be a really good Asian buffet here where we live. Blue Sky. And it closed. Um, exactly. So, I mean, having we haven't been to this place in years. many, many years. But I had a jo- an enjoyable experience. I would go back. So, you know, if we have that hankering again for some, you know, Asian buffet food, mm-hmm. it's it's there. We'd go. Yeah, service was good. Taking a statue, that happened. That happened. Yeah. We're not even gonna talk about that. I just did. True. So, Brad did not. Brad refused to eat. We're skipping the statue. Any seafood? Uh yeah. Because when we, huh? I was trying to be nice. I didn't want to say anything about it. We we pull up. I mean, if we're gonna talk about, we talk about the good and the bad. That's true. They don't pay us to talk on the good. Uh, yeah, so we pull up, we we get out of the car, and first thing Brad says is, I think I'm going to skip the seafood, because I can smell it from here. And I, there was a smell of some sort of seafood that was being cooked clearly in the parking lot. <laughs> like, not the food was being cooked at the parking lot, but in the parking lot there was they, a was clearly a, nice a smell. George Foreman's out in the parking lot, <laughs> that's what they used. They tailgate before they go into the buffet. To get <laughs> yeah, no. I overall, like I said, I, I'd I'd go back if I had that craving. You know, it it's there. Yeah, it was good. So, and service. You know, if you're interested, that is in Madison, Tennessee, near the Rivergate Mall. Yep, eighty-eight kitchen. Any any lasting thoughts, Brad? I'd say I've been there like three or four times. You work right down the street. Don't tell people where I work. I don't need them finding me. But there is lots of street. Yeah. Not that hard to find. Okay, well, if you ever see Brad at the 88 Kitchen, say hi. Do not. <laughs> I will scream stranger danger and run. 
to the statue outside. So it makes them comfortable. <laughs> they have a good relationship now. Yeah. So yeah. Let's well, I was just say it's been there right. three or four times. Been level. Never been disappointed. Yep. Yeah. I mean, thumbs up. So today's uh, today's rating. So another thing that we do is uh, on a scale of one to five, we rate the food, we rate the movie. Today's rating shouldn't be any surprise. The the, the rating is customized to each movie. Uh, we're going one to five blood filled balloons. So at Jess? the end of the movie, or at the end of the podcast, because we did it at the end of the podcast last time. Okay. Yep. We'll we'll get we'll t- stay tuned. We'll tell you what that is. I'm obviously getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. I obviously forgot what we did last time. I did not look at our notes. We recorded before? Did you, listen, did you even listen to the podcast that we did last time? You know how I feel about my voice? <laughs> I did not. It's all magic to me. <laughs> all right. So, let's... Yeah, I mean, it's a buffet. It kind of speaks for itself, you know. On to the movie! Let's get to the movie! To the movie! All right. So, 1990... It. Any series. Magical time in television. It it was it? <laughs> I don't know. I can't I'll I'll tell you, if you ask me what what else came out in nineteen ninety, I don't know. Because you were like on TV. Eight years old. I was seven. Seven years old. Seven years old. Nineteen ninety. Okay. So this originally aired. Jess, do you know the dates? November 18th was the first part, and November 20th was the second part. So they hooked you on Sunday, November 18th, let you simmer about it on Monday, mm-hmm. and then they showed you the rest on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched this as a nine-year-old. I did too. Me too. Yeah. I, I've... But not nine. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm older than you. <laughs> True story. But I, I vividly remember at home, like with my mom and my sister... I don't remember if my dad was off or not, or if he was at work, but I do remember, you know, little Jeremy sitting in the uh, in the living room watching this. Bowl cut. Bowl cut and all. Looked like that kid in the second part running down the hill from the bullies. Yeah. Um, so let, let's talk about the movie. So the movie is broken into two parts. Part one is predominantly about the children, so your main characters as their younger selves the first time dealing with it yeah it's like an intro they have uh the old selves and they do the flashback that's just them staring off longingly into space and yeah you gotta back. you gotta introduce each character well so actually the movie itself starts in at that time present day and a little girl is comes face to face with it She's out riding her tricycle, and her mom is out. Huh? On that sweet trike. That sweet trike. Her mom is out uh, hanging some laundry, and it seems like there's about to be a storm, so that seems like a bad idea. But she's out uh, out doing that. She calls a little girl inside. The little girl starts to make her way towards the house, and what does she see in the, the clothesline? It's a happy clown! Oh, a happy clown. She's so happy and so freckly. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not a happy clown, though. It is a creepy clown. Mm-hmm. The the uh, great Tim Curry uh, performing as Pennywise. So, um, yeah, so she is off-screen murdered or 
Yeah. Yeah, she gets murdered. Yeah, because they actually show the body. Yep. They do. Well, they don't show the body. They show her taking away the body. Yeah, they show her in the body bag, but you just see a close-up of, like, her screaming. It's getting closer to her screaming. Yeah, but... The mom... The little girl. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't ever know what happens to her. And then the mom comes out, and you know some shit went south. Yeah. Because the tricycle's on inside, and the wheel is spinning. That one wheel is spinning, yeah. So... (laughs) Something I thought was very funny and interesting about this. So it's supposed to be, I mean, it's, it is supposed to be current day at that time. So 1990, right? Yes. The, so Mike, older Mike, who has stayed in Derry the entire time, he's at the crime scene because he's been following these crimes, right? He's he's uh, aware that something's going on. So he's there and he, he talks to a couple of policemen. I don't know if you guys noticed, but these policemen look like they were ripped right from like some film noir like crime serial movie like, yeah, you know the trench coats the, the fedoras that was the other thing was the music it was like saxophone melodic music that uh, honestly there's another movie there's so much jazz music playing over in this movie <laughs> so, so much so there's a there's a parody movie um I'm trying to remember the, I'm trying to remember the name of it right now but it's a parody essentially of like Basic Instinct and Fatal Attraction. Oh. With, uh, like, uh, Sante or whatever his name is. Armand Sante? Yeah. Yes. You know that movie? I know of that movie, yes. And uh, if we keep talking about this podcast, I will... I love that movie. I think it's, like, Fatal Instinct. I think that's it. But, so, there's a running gag in that movie that there is the saxophone music playing whenever a certain character is around, and they usually come across the saxophone player who is just off screen. And that's what the music reminded me of. So it made me, it made me laugh because as opposed to being this like serious dramatic music, I was just thinking about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Fatal Instinct. Great movie. You guys have not 80% watched that. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Bro. Hey, don't listen to them. Go find it and watch it. 80 per 6, 86% of people did like the movie. <laughs> it's funny great. story. Made in 93. So that was right they were right after all this shit was hitting with the 90s and being... Early 90s prime saxophone time. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny G. No? Nobody? I okay. have, um... I have never said thank you, Kenny G, once in my life, except for now, and it will never be repeated. What was it? I don't know, because it's never <laughs> going to be repeated. So, yeah, so, essentially, that's the intro setting up, like, you have Mike. Mike has a mission now that he has to reconnect the, uh... The Lucky Seven I club. like how the... So you got the beat cop. Yeah. Like, hey, cop in charge wouldn't like it if you were poking around. And then cop in but charge shows... But then I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah, then cop in charge shows up. Looking like, you know, straight 1950 hard-boiled detective should be drinking and punching women right there. Yeah. Like, I'm the policeman. You're not a detective. You're not the chief. <laughs> you're a you're a policeman. Yeah. Okay, cool. So... Yeah. Cool story, bro. Yeah, so that that's the introduction to Mike. So then you start seeing the introduction of all of the other adults, so your main characters, because Mike is calling each of them who have moved on essentially to bigger and better things. Oh, yeah, no one's a failure. Everyone's fantastic. Except for Mike. Mike's not really a failure. He just didn't go anywhere. That, the, but that's what, they, that's what they make it seem like, is because he stayed behind, like, he works at the library. He lives in a house that's paid for. Like, Oh, we should all be such a loser to have a house paid for. Well, I mean, that's... Also, before we get to this, um, so he starts calling people. Well, okay, we're getting past this. Yep. I want to say this right now. 
up until this point, we've met five adult actors and a little girl actor, plus a few extras. Yeah. And then Georgie pops up. Georgie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Georgie's the best actor in this movie so far. <laughs> so, yeah, the first person that Mike calls is Bill, who is uh, Richard Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, John Boy from The yes. Waltons. For anybody that remembers the Waltons, um, he's actually in England. He's right. Audra. Married Audra. to Audra. Audra. And he's writing a movie. He is a writer for a movie. She's he's a the novel. In the movie. And he's a novel writer by trade, I guess you'd call it. So essentially, he is the Stephen King stand-in for this movie. Mm-hmm. There's always one. Yeah. Um, so he's Stephen King. He's writing for a movie he gets this call um from mike is instantly flooded with memories that he apparently completely forgot and so we're introduced not only to adult bill but then we we see the first of our child flashbacks of young bill who is bedridden sick his his brother georgie uh i don't remember what he's bothering him about he wants him to tell him a story while the kids um, He's like, no, you cootie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill, who is apparently supposed to be sick and in bed, is worried about getting cooties from his brother. Oh, you know why he's sick all the time. So, spoiler, Georgie dies. If you've seen the modern It, it kind of falls the same path, right? Since it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it. The, the newer version, which we'll probably reference quite a bit in this movie. Except me. It's... <laughs> Uh, it, it follows it more closely than this version. Okay. So, the reason why kids always sick? Funeral happens. Damn kids stay around without a coat on. It's pouring rain. They're all soaked. No one's <laughs> damn coat in the 50s? What the hell? This is in the 60s. Literally 60. So that, that's oh, yeah, that's right. It is 60. That brings up another thing. So, in this movie, it comes around every 30 years. Um, but in the book, it's every 27. Yeah, in the book, the it's, every movie, it's every 27. But apparently they did, they were like, oh, it's too confusing. Let's round it up to a nice even number. They and that's why AEW that well, failed but... with a third pound burger. That's math hard. <laughs> math hard. Yep, that's right. So, yeah, so the flashback, Georgie, um, actually, Bill makes Georgie a, a paper boat. Tells him he has to go, to, has to go down to the garage and get the uh, wax yeah, he had a brand name for it, but it's just yeah, nice. sealing it so he can take it outside in the rain. So a kid asks to go outside in the rain, and he wants to. He had know. a coat on. He had a coat on. He did. He did. Had his rain. Had his, had his sailboat song. He was singing. <laughs> sailboat, sailboat, everybody, everybody. Is that what he was singing? No, it was no. like the S. <laughs> oh. That's the cleanup song I sing to Evelyn when we're cleaning up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Jeremy doesn't clean. That's why he doesn't know the cleanup song. Wow. <laughs> Everybody hear that blast? Damn. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just kidding. He um, so. Wow. Welcome to the last episode of Malcolm <laughs> Shit just got real. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode. This is now us airing our marital grievances. <laughs> Next episode will be just me and Brad. Um. <laughs> No, so, yeah, so fast-forwarding here so we're not detailing every minute of this movie. Georgie, his boat goes down the sewer. He meets Pennywise. Pennywise tells him, you know, I've got balloons. I've got fun stuff. Come down here in the sewer with me. 
And Georgie, he shows Georgie his boat. Georgie reaches for it. And then we cut to funeral. Close so, up the teeth, right? Yeah, he does have his gnarly teeth. Yeah. Um, they got their money for those prosthetics in this movie because every time something happens, it's a close-up shot of <laughs> Tim Curry with those teeth. Well, yeah. so so let's go. We can talk a little bit about about Tim Curry here. So he's I, amazing. I yeah, everything he does is just absolutely amazing. I love, and, and this in particular. So one of the cool things that I one of the things that I absolutely love in movies is what is when. Something specific happens in the production that makes something absolutely great. So my all-time favorite movie is Jaws. And the fact that that animatronic shark did not work the way they intended originally. You know, they they obviously they had to shoot around that so they didn't show the shark as much in the movie. And that made the movie amazing. So another, you know, in that regard for this, Tim Curry had just recently done the movie Legend... Where he plays like you know this the greatest Satan ever. <laughs> he, yeah, so he's under a lot of prosthetics and makeup, and when he got cast here, he didn't want to do that. Nope. So he really fought for as little makeup and prosthetics as possible, and so it's really just Tim Curry and makeup dressed up as a clown. So there were three prototype, like here's what we want yeah. it to look like made. And there was the, um, I wrote this down in my notes. Uh, what did I do with it? So there was the one that was a hobo clown. And then there was a really meaner version that had mm. more prosthetics, higher cheeks and all that stuff. And then the final version is what Tim chose. And despite Brad's popular belief, that's not his hair. That's there's what I heard. There's pictures of him getting the makeup put on where he doesn't have the hair on yet. That's a... A lot of people try to start that rumor saying it was his hair, but it's not actually his hair. You told me I'm wrong in front of tens of people right now. I'm so embarrassed. Guys, did we hear a second blast? <laughs> next week, or next, you and me, we're going to knock this shit out. <laughs> Look, I knew coming into this, I was going to be the third wheel. I'd probably end up getting kicked out eventually. I'm no. Just, uh, You're really trying to get it done? You're really working for it. I got stuff to do. What? <laughs> what? Whatever. What do you have to do? Whatever. Mm. All right, so continuing on. So we're yeah. introduced to more characters, right? Well, so it goes back to adult Bill. And he's just like standing there, dumbfounded, on you know, still holding the phone, but he's got to get back to Deary. So he drops everything and does what he needs to do to fly from England to Deary as quickly as possible. Which let's talk for a second. Everybody got a plane ticket so fast. It's pre nine eleven. They were in. Yeah, they were like so the I, next day. Everybody was in Deary. I so. I, I made a note that that this is actually from part two. So the way that the movie works, yeah, part one, which is adult introductions interlaced with flashbacks from when they were children and how the children faced it the first time in 1960. Pennywise. Um, Part two on your DVD or, well, on the DVD version, I was going to say Blu-ray, but I don't know what the blue like. Anyways, the DVD version, you have to literally flip the disc over, if anyone remembers discs, that you had to do that, to watch part two. And so then part two is all the adults have 
made their way to Derry, they, their reunion and how they deal with it in 1990. But one of the scenes in part two that I thought was hilarious is Audra, Bill's wife, has an argument with what I'm assuming is probably like the producer of the movie she's working on. And he's like threatening her like crazy because she's voicing her concern about Bill and wanting to go to Derry. And she, I guess, falls asleep right in the chair that she was sitting in, wakes up during the middle of the night to thunder, um, loudly waking her up. She picks up the phone immediately, <laughs> and she, I mean, she holds the phone up to her ear, pretty much immediately starts talking and says, international flights, please, and says, I need a flight to America. I want to be on your next flight in America. Next flight to America. And, like, that's the conversation. I'm like, holy crap. Like, travel agents, they were amazing back in the day. I'm, well, I f- you know, today, if you made that call, it would say, for English, press one. For, or I don't know, in, in England, it may be different, but you would have all kinds of, like, for automated... the Queen's English, press one. <laughs> yeah. For there... American English, go to hell. <laughs> there would be so many prompts that you would have to go through. Like, so you would have spent 10 minutes just getting to an agent right okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some real talk right now when you're talking about this DVD okay I told some friends of mine to watch this movie I even bought them the DVD to watch uh-huh. so I'm talking to them like alright we're gonna watch tonight I'm like cool I got stuff to do you guys tell me what you think before you see the the new one talk to them the next day I'm like so what'd you guys think of the uh, what'd you think of the movie they're like hey I mean, it was all right, a little, little weird, a little dated, but it just stopped. Like, like at this part, but how did it end? I'm like, did you flip it over? Wait, what do you mean? You flip it. It's two side. Had no idea. Didn't look. And blew their mind. Next day, oh yeah, we flipped it. Yeah, okay, it was fine. And they still thought the, thought the thing, the same thing. And I mean, that's the thing though. Like, I mean, that's a horrible part to end on because you know, spoiler alert and fast forwarding here. The end of part one ends with Stan, adult Stan, committing suicide. Yeah. I think we can skip just to start talking about Stan and pepper in through the rest of the thing. Stan what? had it terrible. Stan, poor Stan. Stan took the most shit during that first half. Everything. As a kid, I don't know, like... What did he do? See the... I got threatened with a knife. Saw the dead lights twice. Didn't want to be there in the first place. Yeah, I no guess. No, no, that was no, Richard. Seth Green. Yeah, that was Toughest Seth Green Richard. has ever looked in his entire film career was when he poured some popcorn on a bully's head. No, he poured. The, he the did coat. the drink. Yeah, it was the drink. Oh, either way, toughest he's ever looked. This is the toughest movie he's ever been in. You know, it's, it it has shocked me because I was like, he looks the same. Well, yeah, he does. <laughs> look the well, same. of course, yeah, he also hasn't grown. He's oh, the same yeah. size. Well, but I mean, just looking at him, I was like, he looks older than. I thought he would have been in 1990 because I, I, for me, I feel like I associated like Airborne growing up like with him. You know what I mean? Like no, I just remember him in Airborne and well, then Buffy. I I forgot he was. I didn't know who he was when he was in this. Hey, don't hit the table. <laughs> um, I yeah. So I always associated that we were around the same age or whatever. But then seeing like seeing this, I was like, how old is he? So I had to look it up, and what, he was born in 70. Six or something like that. Yeah. You looked it up, not me. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Jessica trying to confirm that. I don't. Know. But either way, like much, he was older than I thought he was. Um, but regardless of that, yeah. So 
Yeah, I guess Stan had a pretty rough go with the uh, with Pennywise. Yeah, but we're gonna come back to Stan because first, Seth, go ahead. Seth Benjamin Gashel Green, mm-hmm. February eighth, nineteen seventy four. Seventy four. There we go. All right. Well, there. Math is hard. How old is he now? Math hard. You just said it. Um. So we have to oh, talk God. about. <laughs How did I cheat? You saw it on there. I did not. We have to talk about the next introduction. Also, I'm not sure 45 is right. That is not right. <laughs> the next introduction. So, Mike calls Ben. Adult John Ritter. We're introduced to adult John Ritter being driven back to his apartment. We'll get to in a second. Hold on. We'll get to in a second. Bungalow. His apartment that is in the rundown warehouse district. Yeah, it's like the docks of New York. It, it, yeah, it looks like a weird. Like, like those are places I have delivered things to where I've had to back up. At, yes, those. That's like a. It was a dock. weird, weird location. But he, he, he is being driven there in his limousine. Woman in the car with him. They're drinking. He stumbles out of the car, breaks whatever major award it is that he just won. So clearly coming from some sort of banquet ceremony. And he goes into his apartment. So I, I really want to talk about his apartment. Did you know John Ritter was also in The Waltons? I did not. Sorry, go ahead. Are we, is this now a Walton cast? No, I was looking. I used Are to we love, playing Seven Degrees of uh, The Waltons? No, I used to love Three's Company and I was looking up to see when it came on compared to when. The, 70s? Yeah, 77 yeah. to 84. Yeah. Okay, but anyways, uh, we get into his apartment, and there are some things in this apartment that are just bonkers. I have one question. Yes. Do you think that award coincided with his Time Magazine feature cover? That's that's one of the first things. Time Time Magazine? Like, the new Architects? Architects. Oh, they only show John Ritter. Yeah, so, like, what other... What What other... Time Magazine would be like, man of the year. Staring off... Into the sky, like just he's imagining something. Looking a building. A building, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's some other things in that apartment, though. Like that. That is one of the things that I'm just blown away by. Blown away by. One of the other things, though, that's in that little area as well, is what looks like some sort of like military uniform, but it's lit up like like it's a light. Oh, are you talking about that crazy ass uh, the lamp suit he had? on the wall? I think that was some art shit because it was three hats that made up the lights. No, and the no, 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 no. No, this was, was like literally an actual suit. It was it was a jacket and a pair of pants. I bet it was his dad's. That were like fluorescent. I mean, it could have been. Was it backlit? No, no this it was, it was like, glowing like it was made of. I'm not gonna lie. I saw that lamp on, or I saw that light on. Damn, I want that. <laughs> no, but he yeah. So there's. Fly. It's a looks like a military suit that is glowing of some sort. I bet that was supposed to be him, his I, dad. I forgot about his dad being in. Yeah, so well, to be fair, maybe, at this point, we did not know about his dad. That's true. In the movie, his dad was in the military. In the book, his dad was just. Yeah. So the other thing that, well, the other two things, the the most ridiculous one that I want to ask about, I'll, I'll get into it in just a second. But the other one is, the random uh, sousaphone tuba. That he has, like, in his bedroom that's all decorated up. Like, clearly is not a working tuba. It's supposed to be some sort of art piece. 
But like he's a New York architect. Of course he's fancy as fuck and artsy. <sighs> I guess. I mean, shit. Leather vests. He did. He did, yeah. He did like his leather. Um, but the other thing is so he you know, it's introducing him, showing you some peeks into, you know, his life, and then his phone rings. Now this phone is what I want to talk about. So we're in his bedroom. I don't know the layout of this apartment. It could just be one giant room. But we're clearly in the bedroom portion of this apartment because there's a bed there. It's a room. But this phone is laying on his bed. And so this is 1990, so it is a corded phone. So you have the cord from phone to receiver. Then you have cord from receiver to wherever it is coming from. Typically in a wall, right? You know where I'm going with this now. No, I saw some crazy shit. Go ahead. Okay. Um, cord from receiver to what should be normally a wall goes straight up to the ceiling. Yeah. So this phone, apparently, I guess the idea is that he can walk anywhere in this room or the apartment with this one phone. And it'll just stretch wherever he wants it to go. But it's just insane that it's plugged in straight up into the ceiling. Nobody else saw that? Okay. No, I didn't. I was going to cover that, but then you talked about it. So. I was going to say, to be fair, my uh, my father's phone at his job has, well, for one, he's got like an eight-foot stretch on his phone line so he can get around his whole office with it. Yeah. And the damn phone line from the jack to the thing, it's also like eight foot. So in theory, he could take that out of his office, quarter down the hall to the next office and hold it if he didn't want to hit hold. And so it's ridiculous, so it must have been a thing. It's 2019. Get a cordless phone. Thing has to give people his number. That's not going to happen. No, then they can call him. All right. Okay. I mean, a, I mean, just a regular, like a cordless a house phone. phone. Office. Yeah. That's what he has. It's just got a crazy ass long thing on it, so he can walk around his office with it if he needs to go to the computer, to the desk, to the computer. He runs around a lot. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Looking back through my notes. Oh, just backtracking ever so slightly. Georgie getting murdered. It's in the pouring rain, but it was really bright. <laughs> like, if you look anywhere past, like, the immediate vicinity where it's pouring. I've been in that. It, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're introduced to Ben. We see some flashbacks about oh. Ben as a child. Yeah, he's the... He's the chubby kid, which is... He's not really. He's, I mean, in 1960, put the football in his hand, he's... He's your star. Yeah, he's your star football he, he wasn't chubby, he was stocky. Yeah, he was stocky. Me being a, a, a chubby kid in 1990, I took offense to the fact they kept calling him fat. Yeah. There was always that fat kid in those movies. There's always had to be one. Well, yeah. It's, a, it's an archetype. Not an architect. The archetype become an architect. What? Alright, so that's two down. That was on purpose. <laughs> no. No, this shit was so heavy-handed. There was no smooth little... Yeah, so uh, we're introduced to Ben. We see flashbacks about him like being introduced in school, which this is a, this is something that, that we'll get to. So we, we, we're introduced to all of them. Um, the way that they're introduced, though, they're all going to the same school. They're all in the same class. Yet, when we're doing these little mini introductions it's like the first time that they meet each other mm-hmm. which seems insane to me that like okay so he moved to town and he was introducing himself right so yeah. that one I that one I get like he noticed Beverly so there's their connection like it's and 
And and they well they do introduce each other, obviously that day after yeah. school. Yeah. So it makes sense for them. To that die. one makes sense. Yeah. But then like Mike. Well, well they're all keeping their heads down because of the bully. So this is what okay. So guy introduces himself. Hey, my dad was in the war. Blah blah blah. So then bully pops up, starts giving him shit for no reason, just to be a dick. So then he gets detention. Cause so he, then because he's a bully. Yeah. Well, so then the bully is like, oh, I got myself detention. I'm gonna kill you. And the teacher's like, get out, get out, get out. I know you threatened to kill somebody three times today. Just go <laughs> to the principal. You'll be here for an hour. But then after school, he he's right there. He's right there and what? does threaten him with a knife. What is up with this bully? Why is he so angry for new people? Again, he just needs to open his heart and maybe he'll make some new friends. It's a maybe new. It's the archetype. Like he's got to be the bully, and they went went hard. Went hard. At it, yeah. Um. So that's when Ben meets young Bill and Eddie. So they have their little introduction. We see their kind of the backstory, more backstory of Ben. Um, and essentially the same thing happens to all the other characters, right? So Mike call adult Mike calls adult Eddie. Eddie is like the owner of some limousine service. We're, I'm skipping around here because I'm pretty sure Beverly is, is actually next. But yeah, um, that's like, a big ass house to own, like a car service. Like, but uh, so it seems that they're implying that like he he lives in Boston, right? I'm pretty sure he lives in New York. No, no, he lives in Boston. Ben is in New York. Bev is in Chicago. Bill is in England. No, he's not in Boston. He's outside of Boston. Just outside of Boston because he takes the uh, he the, train the train to station. Boston. Take, yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um. But so, <laughs> so funny. Like he still lives with his mom. Um, she's concerned about why he's leaving hastily in the middle of the night, what seems like the middle of the night. And so then he has one of his employees. It's got to be like his right hand. It has to be his right hand guy. But also at the same time, like in the context of, you know, the more you find out about him, like I've never been with anybody. Um, Stan makes the comments, adults, adult Stan's head in the refrigerator in part two. Makes the comment, how's your sex life? What's your sex life? So maybe this right-hand man of his and his business is... I think you're reading 2019 into that. You think so? When in 1990, it was just like, yeah, you're not getting any. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. But either way. Because they um, showed everyone else partying before they got the phone call. How the fuck did Mike... Is it Mike? Mike was the librarian, right? Yeah. How did he get everyone's number? How did he get the number to... The most current number. The most current number when dudes in a television studio celebrating he, his... He, and he called the his dressing room. Yes. Yes. Okay, so hold on. What, what, let's get let's get there in just a second. But so... I only took these notes this time. I just that, took these crazy notes. That's fine. Oh, well, I mean, that's the majority of mine. But one of the things that, going back to Eddie, I love the comment when he's being driven to the train station... Uh, he tells the guy, I want you to handle the Pacino job yourself. And remember, he likes the, the stretched or whatever. Yeah, well, specific like, car. The specific car. And it was just funny that they referenced the Pacino. I don't, I'm pretty, I'm almost positive that that is not used in the book. <laughs> that is not directly lifted from the book. Um, so, but I am interested to see, like, if. Something similar takes place in the new, so the new versions of the 2019 
it chapter two mm -hmm. if there's a reference to that like so who would today's version be like trying to think of some big dramatic actor like i want you to handle the hank's job you know <laughs> yeah nothing okay yeah okay. so yeah that's eddie he goes to train station looks longingly at his person as he goes away that was the other thing like I think they, that's you no, nah, I don't. I, I think that they they tried to go subtle, and I think it was. This was 1990. There was. I no still. No, nah, but you can't say that when there's when they make when they throw a line in there of, like, who's your how's your sex life? What's your sex life? I think, I, I think it's. Like, I think it's subtle. I don't know. Yeah. It could just be saying you know. Like you're know. hearing, what's your sex life? I mean, and that's what I he was said. Hearing, and I was hearing, what's your sex life? It's, it's it's how you say it. Uh, we also had to wake you up during this part. Oh, I was awake for this part. Uh -huh. I fell asleep shortly after. And you're dozing. <laughs> no, I was complaining about the uh, refrigerator. He's like, I think I've got alcohol in here for everybody. He was like three beers and nothing else. Yeah. All right, so going back to... We, we're back to adult introduction. So, uh, Eddie, so Bev, uh, Beverly is introduced. She is a... Um, a, a business it's owner. Funny fashion designer type person like clothes manufacturing Beverly by hand yeah like she's a fashion manufacturer yeah. it, it seems and uh, she is her business partner slash boyfriend who is the Tom. most controlling a-hole ever mm -hmm. um, so she gets a call in her office from Mike well, no, he gets the main desk first, and she transfers. Well, that's so, so. I'm saying her office as a whole, like yeah. at work, the seemingly section uh, section secretary or receptionist, um, personal assistant, comes in saying she has a phone call. To which Tom quickly says she's busy. Tells her essentially to get out, close the door, and then reprimands. Um, Beverly for talking back to yeah because she's like the so you have a call from Derry Derry sure I can take it yeah no yeah so he clearly just controlling and abusive uh, they have to go have a meeting with some um, Asian men <laughs> obviously I'm, I'm assuming they were trying to Japanese sell some yeah they were trying to. Yeah. sell some part of the business or manufacturing part of the, I don't know. But they're making a, a, a big deal about this being a big deal for them. Um, then the next thing you see is they're at home in bed and clearly celebrating their win of whatever it was with the Japanese folks. Um, and they're out of champagne. The Tom goes to get some more champagne. The phone rings. And he's out of the room, so she picks it up, and it's Mike, and she's immediately sent back all of her memories from being a childhood. Um, Which weren't good. Maybe she should have kept were those. Were not good. She should have kept those away. She lived in what we found out later was poor town in Deary. Mm -hmm. um, abusive father. Had an abusive father. Uh, dad was the janitor, so she was the biggest joke. Yeah, her dad was the janitor at the school. Um, he worries about her. So... <laughs> Going back to subtle and not subtle. So in this one, they they didn't really lean into why he worries about her. The new movie, like the so the newer version of it, it pretty much implies that she's being 
molested. Yeah. Because um, in the new one, like, he asks her, are you still my, are you still my baby or some, something along those lines? My girl. Are you still my girl? Yeah. And it's, it's creepy. But in this one, like, it seems like it's, we want to imply it, but we don't want to say it. No, no, it's because I don't remember this because it's been some years for him. It's like he was crazy thinking that she was going to step out of line. So he was just like, dogging her ass and abusive, like physically. So, yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're at the house. Um, for young Bev. Yeah. And Ben breaks this. Oh, yeah, well, so we well, see first before... first off, she gets away from her abusive husband by hitting him with, like, moisturizing cream. Oh, yeah. Finally. <laughs> she, she threw... Yeah, so he comes back from the kitchen um, getting another bottle of champagne, and she's got a suitcase packed, and he's like, what are you doing, Bev? I make this deal for you, and then you want to run off with some old flame or whatever. Old boyfriend or whatever, yeah, and... This time, maybe you'll leave the house in two days, not two weeks, pulls out a belt. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what that means. He's yeah. gonna beat her ass so bad she won't be able to leave the house for two weeks before people would know she's been oh, fucked up. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh. Uh, Good point. Good thing we have Brad here to explain these things to us. Obviously, you have never threatened or been threatened by someone physically. <sighs> Not like that, I guess. Um, there you go. Yeah, so she, yeah, she starts throwing things at him and like, she misses why. So she misses the first few attempts. Yeah. And then, yeah, she picks up like some sort of like face cream or something. Throws it and <laughs> knocks him, him in the forehead. like just directly in the forehead, and he is like thrown for a loop. Like he this, is, he's clearly concussed. This could have been paced different right here, and shown so much more. I just thought about this one because after you see the movie, because I forgot the movie, like I remember yeah. seeing it. But so, spoiler: she's the dead shot. If they would have introduced her first as young. And then cut to older, kind of like how their lives have went. Yeah. And that could have been like a play with the memory sinking in. And she'd be like, ah, ah. And then Derry could have hit when she dropped his ass that dead shot, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. forehead. Yeah, that could have. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, Come on, 1990. Fix that. Get better. We're gonna, one of these days, when we get a time machine, we're going to go back. We're going to fix all these movies. I saw Time Cop. We can't go back in time. It's bad. <laughs> Um, and back to the future. Yeah, so she leaves. Um, tells she gets in a cab. Tells the taxi driver to take her to the airport, and she needs to get on a flight to to Maine. Um, so then Richie, we see his introduction. Adult Richie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When you okay, go back, sorry. I want to talk about the fact that he was hiding behind the bushes, which was really oh. <laughs> the okay. tiniest yeah. okay. So let's let, here's what bush. Here's what you people need to do right now. I'm going to give a great visual example for this, unless you have one. Okay. All right. If you're not driving or you actually care to indulge me, take your hands, spread your fingers as far as you can, and then hold them in front of your face. I, that gives you more coverage than what he hid behind. I, and, and he's supposed to be the fat kid. And he went and like directly across the street from house. And that's generous that? coverage if you do that. Yeah, but, I said, yeah. That's... So he, so setting that up, it's it's a flashback to when they were kids. He meets uh, young Ben, who is supposed to be the fat kid. Ben meets Beverly, is just instantly smitten with her. Um, writes her a poem, 
or writes a poem from somewhere, some other mm-hmm. source, on a postcard, uh, he goes to her house, puts it like on the mailbox, rings the doorbell, and runs. Now, Beverly comes out, she finds the postcard, and he hides, I wouldn't even really call it a bush, he hides behind like two flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, clearly, if this, would, if this were a parody movie, she would find it, read it, and go... Ben, is that you? Mm-hmm. And he'd be outed and he would like run and trip over some actual bushes that he should have been hiding behind. Mm-hmm. Like that's what would have happened. Yeah, it I want to see that. But, but yeah, so he magically he is not seen. Um, so in that scene, she goes back inside. She's reading it. Her dad comes in. She hides behind her back. What is that? And got the part where he's writing the thing and uh, he gets yelled at because Ben and his mom. Oh, they live with their. Her sister. her sister and so like dude snatches it his cousin starts giving him shit because it's a terrible poem but January fire and it's terrible your hair is winter fire January embers my heart burns there too wow. I guess it did something for you wow is that it Jessica yeah. is in love <laughs> and so the kid takes it I had forgotten it until he said dude January fire back. and I'm like oh that's what it was and he starts screaming he's like so, Mom says you're here because it's a Christian duty. And I've had that drop on like three or four punk records. So I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, that's what it's from. That's hilarious. Yeah, so... Yeah, and... All, all the kid stuff, like, for the most part, is starting to blend together at this point. So, um... Ben meets up... When he, fir- when he first met Bill and Eddie, they were down in the Bill Barrens. Try, was, attempting to build a dam. That was the cool thing to do in the 60s. Yeah, so yeah, they... Yeah, in the 60s, let's put our balls off and build a dam. And yeah. denim okay, and long sleeves. so that's the other thing. The timing of this movie. So it's obviously 1960, the younger part. I keep getting confused it's so confusing. it plays though. like it's 50s. It, well, so, yes. But it plays like... Part of it seems like it's supposed to be over the course of a summer, like between this grade and this yeah. grade. But then, at the same time, there are... All constantly wearing jeans, long sleeve shirts, jackets. And I can't imagine. Yes, it's up north, but it's still gotta get. It's still summertime. Up. Yeah, New York gets hot in summer. And I think it's maybe it's yeah. fifties because, like, every time we see the bad guys, they always look like greasers, which their leather jackets. Yeah, well, the Fonz leather. It was that like members only leather with the. Yeah, but so, yeah. So Ben meets up with them because friends with them. So he leaves the postcard for Bev. She takes it inside. Her dad sees her with it. He starts to abuse her. She runs out. That that poem that gave her so much strength. It did. It, it set her on her way. So she runs out and um, <laughs> and like hides behind some bushes where Ben should have been hiding. And <laughs> got the shit smacked out of her before she ran out of the house. Yeah, her cheek was ra- that like that was I, the best makeup in the whole. That was movie. yeah, definitely better than Jonathan Lance's mole, <laughs> his smudge. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Ben like walks up like, oh, let me be comforting and see what I can do. And she's like, don't you have anything better to do on a Saturday than sneak up on folks? And he's like, hey, do you want to, you want to come down with me to the Barrens and my friends? We're building a, a dam. And so she goes down, gets introduced, and then um, I think that's also the first time that we see young Richie as well, because him and Stan, yeah, him and Stan come down. So the 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 Lucky Seven Club is the first time all a group 
Um, is that when Stan pops up? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Either well, way, Stan was the outlier somewhere. I, so I mean, no, he, Stan, adult okay, Stan okay. is introduced no, at no, the no, end. Oh no 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 no. Okay, so that's where um, Seth Green yeah. and Asthmatic are there, and then Landis is there, and then. Mike, okay, no, Stan kicks up another time. Who's Landis? Jonathan Landis. Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis. I thought it was Landis. No. Anyways, for this visual medium that we're on. Um, There's no, because... Um, no, so it's Seth Green, so Richie and Stan, so they're all down there in, in the creek, and so then they come down the thing, and then they introduce him and Stan. Okay. So it's the two of them come down. But they're all together, nonetheless. They build a dam, the most racist Irish cop, or racist no. portrayal of yes. an Irish cop. That Irish cop was amazing. What are you kids doing? That was oh, boy, oh. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, you're going to flood the whole thing. There we go. That, that's better than what I did. Now, Whatever it there's is been that another murder. Everyone be safe, so only you come keep, down here you keep unsupervised if you're by a group. Now. Off to me, potatoes. Shake yeah. on it. You Swear on it, okay. You always have to stay together. Shake on it. Yeah. yeah. Swear to me or whatever. Yeah. No, swear to me. We'll get to swear to me. Oh, okay. Swear to me. Yeah. I'm um, going now. Yeah, so he's like... I love that guy. He seemed like he was really upset that they were building a dam. You're going to flood the whole town. Like, what? And But then he's like, all right, you kids have fun. <laughs> what, what are you doing here? But so, yeah, they, they build their dam. They have fun. Uh, so adult Richie is introduced. He is um, Officer Nell was that guy's name, by the way. Officer Nell. Okay. So was it Richie? Richie is introduced. He's obviously like he's a famous comedian he's of, a famous of some sort. Late night comedian. So that's the thing. So he's a. But did you notice? So he is responsible for Jay Leno. What? Yeah. So his yeah. agent is talking like. What are we, you know, you're supposed to fill in for this person. And he's like, what are we? supposed to fill in for, uh. Whatever. And he says, get Leno to do it. And so, so famously, like, Leno had filled in for, it was when Carson, I guess it was when, I don't know the whole story. But essentially, like, Carson was the king of late night. Mm -hmm. And so then you had Letterman and Leno, who had, I guess, kind of filled in. Or they had, like, the later shows that came on after. And then Leno took over the Tonight Show for a lot of years and yeah so <laughs> this movie implying that essentially because he uh, get Leno to do it and then he ends up getting the Tonight Show hmm. so it made it seem like um, Richie had maybe like one of the later shows what am I looking at here I don't know Harry Anderson died yeah he's yeah alright so yeah who we're talking about Harry Anderson Brad just found out he died so sorry about that sorry for your loss um but so he flies out from California, seemingly to Derry. Um, so then the last one that we have is Stan. Mm-hmm. So adult Stan is introduced. He and his wife. Now I, I, I want to talk about this because I didn't even write notes down for Stan. Not true. Well, okay. You you forgot about how Mike got introduced. Right. So Mike was introduced first. No, 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 no. Young, young oh, Mike. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, it wasn't the. The Lucky Seven Club, or the Losers Club, as they should have been called. It was called the Losers Club at this point, but it wasn't Lucky Seven. Um, so they're all, they're all, we, they're introduced. Like we see Mike as a kid. I'm, I don't know if he's supposed to be doing just a book report or what, 
but he is um he is just reciting like bad things that have happened in Derry and the teacher's like well thanks for that uh you can have a seat now. Yeah, thanks for that morbid uh, history lesson. And I feel, and I feel like that, that was like it should have been. He just moved to town and he had done all this research, and so, like that was his introduction. Like, all right, stand up in front of the class, tell us who you are. And he's like, "Hi, I'm Mike. I moved here from this place. But then I looked into some research, the, and the this history. is how. Yeah, and this is how the town is horrible. So then, uh, then the bullies start picking on him later. They chase him to a rock quarry. Mm-hmm. After they uh, they drop an inward, was not expecting that one. Oh yeah, that was they, like whoa. Well, so they drop it a couple times. Yeah, well, yeah. even grown Mike, it gets dropped on grown Mike. Yeah, well, that's what it is. I mean, it's the same character. It's like this guy and his father's giving me trouble. I'm like, I'm guessing it's because they're tired of calling him the inward all the time. You racist motherfucker. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so they run to the quarry, and then there's a the rock fight. Are there. So yeah, the losers club is there. Um, they hear the bullies chasing, excuse me, chasing Mike, and they decide, you know what? Screw them. We're gonna throw rocks at him. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna help defend him. And so they, um, yeah, they start a rock fight, and they chase the bullies away. And then uh, Bev gets hit in the stomach with a rock. No, she gets hit in the arm. Was the arm? I thought it was her leg. I thought it was the stomach. No, she gets hit. She gets hit, and she like grabs her arm. Um, but then, like, I think it's she. And then was it Ben? Was it Ben? Is John like Ritter? I'll defend he, your honor. John Ritter goes he, like ape shit. He goes and tackles the main bully, kicks him in the ass, and everybody else. But then away. Bev, like, I'm pretty sure it's Bev. Like, she throws a huge rock at one of the bully kids, like hits him in the hip, and like all I could think was, man, his hip is going to be destroyed, you know. But yeah, so they're introduced to Mike. Mike talks to them more about the town history, and um, that's when they look at the book. Yeah. And they realize, like, Pennywise is in all this stuff. Of course, Mike already knew it, didn't think about it. He's like, this is 200 years ago. He's in all these pictures. Yeah, and so the one of the pictures comes to life. Pennywise, like, comes... That was a very cool effect. Yeah, comes and threatens them. They decide they have to figure out how to kill it and stop it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, adult Stan is called. I want to get to him. So he gets they the. Live co- in Atlanta, they live in Atlanta. He's with his wife. One of the most random things that for me that occurred in this movie. So, adult Stan. I have to look it up real fast to find the actor's name. Because he, I mean, he's he was in he's been in several several things. He is Richard. May, um, I think it's Macer is how you pronounce it. He's been in a lot of things. He was in the Thing, Risky Business, My Girl. License to Drive, a whole bunch of like '80s, '90s things. If you saw, if you don't know the name, if you saw him, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, of course that guy." Seemingly in this movie, like clearly in his mid '40s. I mean, so it was 30 years later. They had to be. They were all in their teens, like 13, 14, 15 ish. So no, they were preteen. So they all had to be. I think they were like, supposed to be preteen. Yeah. Well, they anyway. They're somewhere between like 11 and 15. Yeah. So 30 years later, they're going to be in their 40s. Have to be. But he's sitting there with his wife. I mean, if you look at them, they're clearly in their 40s. So check this out. He's born in 1948. Their actor is Richard Mason. Okay. Okay. So if, let's say that's true, 1960, he would have been 12, which really would have been right. Yeah. And then, so by the time he came to 90, he would have been 40. So he would have supposed to be in his 40s. 
30 years later. So that would have been accurate. He was the only one that was actually looking the part. But here's here's the thing that really just threw me. So they're sitting the there. Oh, no. They have the mustache. Mustache is great. The thing that threw me, they're sitting there. And In their 40s. The wife is like, I talked to my mom today. She asked when we were going to make her a grandmother. So what they're doing is they're setting up the fact that in part two, they talk heavily about the fact that none of them have had children. But it just seems really odd to me that these clearly 40-year-olds are like, we should have a baby. He should have thought about that. Like, And don't get me wrong. I know that there are people that struggle with it. Jessica and I have been those people. But we're also in our in our thirties, and you know, know that there are crazy risks for being forty years old and having a baby. But it just, so it seemed really odd to me, and just really like threw me for a loop when this happened. But he gets the call. He's then, of course, we see flashbacks to to more stuff. And so at this point, we really get into the. Let's be real honest here. Mike yeah. cock blocked him. <laughs> he did. He Mike, did. Yes. Because he he said, "Why don't we go upstairs and try?" Like he was getting ready to like they were going to go upstairs and do it, but then the phone rings and saying, "This is Mike from Derry," and you know, immediate flashback to horrible things that happened. He had it the worst in the flashback as far as dealing with Pennywise. Yeah. So uh, essentially, at this point, like we get into like, all right, they've all decided as the younger kids they're going to go into the sewers and try to confront it um I don't know why you call it it instead of Pennywise because it, it's it it's Pennywise well the clown is Pennywise but it and I would rather remember this for Tim Curry <laughs> alright fair enough so they oh we we see the montage of them trying to figure out who is the most accurate uh with a slingshot and it's Beverly because they have like bottles and cans set yeah. up. I think the From like three feet away, but no one <laughs> shit. I think the the highest um, person is Bill, yeah, like and he had eight. three out of ten. Yeah, everybody else had like one or two or none, I guess. So then the only people left are Ben and Beverly to go. Ben tells Beverly, you know, ladies first, and she knocks ten out of ten. Beverly out. gets up there and she's just like. And, like, hits every one of them. Yeah, and somehow it was magically always supposed to be Bev. Of course. Yeah, so My they... only one hit those targets. They they created these... They melted down, like, silver jewelry. That was stolen from their mom. And, like, made these little, like, two silver rocks, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, all right, don't lose oh, these. So like, this is what we have. Because in their mind, uh, Richie saw Pennywise as a werewolf initially. So in one of the flashback scenes from when they were kids, Richie had to go down to the boiler room looking for Beverly's dad, the janitor, to clean up a mess in the cafeteria. They had just seen a movie with a werewolf, so it typically comes to whoever as what they fear. Richie feared a werewolf because they had just watched a werewolf movie. And so Pennywise initially was a werewolf and then turned into Pennywise. That was awesome. Okay. What if they did an update of Pennywise? No, it, not like they're doing now where they're retelling it, but okay. they did another, like a sequel. How the hell would they do people's like existential fear of being alone for the rest of their life when it showed up? Or like student loan debt crushing. 
It's just a giant bill coming yeah. in that just says student loan on it and says past due. Or like political affiliations not working out for him. Just like these grand ideas that don't work. Well, I feel like in that instance, like there's just like a, a scary Donald Trump like running after some folks, right? Yeah. That's what they got to see. Yeah, so they go down in the sewer. For the other people, somebody um, hears in their voice, I have uh, information about Hillary Clinton chasing <laughs> no. It's a robocaller just chasing after them. Um, yeah, so they, they go down in the sewer. They know they have to confront Pennywise. Um, and But the bullies are... So the bullies are down there. They're like three feet away from them. They're sneaking... They're how do they not hear them? I mean, it's a, it's the a lot. same way you can hide behind a twig. <laughs> it's true. Ben yeah. hid behind two flowers and was safely hidden from Beverly's sight. And also the way that Beverly can hear uh, John Boy recite one story he made up and all of a sudden he had to be the one that wrote that poem. And she's all like, ah. <laughs> I think she was all about him beforehand. And Bill? Yeah. Oh, she clearly liked Bill. Cause, so when they first met, like they had a glance. They shared a glance. Yeah, and when they uh, were all walking together and they rode away, like... She, like... She just, like, stared. stared. Yeah. She... she Ben's like, okay, bye, Ben. Bye. <laughs> she had a thing for Bill. Ben had a thing for her. Nobody liked Ben. Because he was fat. Because <laughs> he was fat. So they go down in the sewer. The bullies chase after him. Stan somehow gets separated. He gets uh, got. Or one of the bullies he grabbed him. He gets got. Yeah. And so he gets got. Yeah, I got nothing for that one. Um, yeah, so he is nabbed by the bullies. They took him, take him over in this area, and I mean, they're about to murder him. And then um, all of a sudden, these lights through one of the yeah through one of the big pipes comes this light. I can't so remember I what happened to the like first out the side of the pipe. Yeah, so there was three bullets. I can't remember what happened to the, the first, first one. They were supposed to circle back, so they were going to circle around. Yeah. The two went after him from the front. The one guy went from the back. The one guy from the back already got taken. Oh, he he'd already gotten dragged away. But yeah, they didn't yeah. know that. And then they yeah. had him. One held him. So with the knife. So then lights come yeah. through. Yeah. That was two. actually really cool. Where they grabbed the uh, not the lead bully, but the second belch belch and like, him back and like folded him in half. Yeah. So he got folded in half through. and sucked in. Yeah. And got um, you know. Dragged through the pipe. Top three makeup effects they did in this whole movie was him when he came back in the second part. Belch. Okay. Zombie belch. Yeah, zombie belch. Oh, God. That would smell so disgusting, a zombie belch. It would. It's all brainiest. Um, Georgie in the second one where he shows back up. Eh. For this movie, that's some of the best makeup work they did. Eh, all right. And then that slap on Beverly's face. <laughs> like really her, her rosy cheek yeah yeah no I, i'm with you there so yeah he he gets folded in half dragged into one of the pipes uh stan and i'm gonna kill you main henry. bully kid henry bowers yep thank you couldn't remember his name um doesn't matter so they're they're dumbfounded dumbfounded by what they just saw uh but then the light starts coming back and Henry out and like over them into another pipe or something behind them. Yeah, Henry sees the deadlights. His hair immediately turns white. I liked that one in terms of makeup and effects and whatnot. I mean, right, it was I'll clearly drop, just, I'll drop Beverly slap. It was clearly just a hard cut. Like yeah, now a he's got a lot of hard wig. cuts, a lot of zooms. 
This was very soap opera style shot. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, TV movie. But so, Stan takes off running. He ends up back with the rest of the group. It comes flying over. Or yeah, it comes flying over them. We just see essentially like an insectoid type torso. So I yeah, I wrote down like egg sack because I was like, what is this? I don't even know what it looks like. Yeah. It looked like the stingray egg sack. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. For anybody else that has never seen a stingray egg, it Google it. It looks like a pillowcase. <laughs> it looks like a pillowcase made for a xenomorph from Alien. Mm-hmm. What if it, you've never seen Aliens? How would you describe that? Thing? Have you never seen Aliens? I also have not ever seen Aliens. Get the fuck out of this house. I am done with you. All right, so Google xenomorphs and Alien and figure it out from there. How do you spell xenomorph? Is it with a Z? We have to remember not to let okay. our parents listen to this because we're cursed. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. It's not me. It's Brad. It's Brad. Um, <laughs> it is me, sir. Sorry. Anyways, um, yeah, so it flies over them. They see the lights, which is kind of weird because, like, it doesn't affect them, it seemingly. Like, yeah. Bill sees the lights, but then Pennywise shows up. They, oh, they all hold hands. So there's, they're in this, like, circular room. Where like the sewer then branches off into four different directions, but so they decide, oh, we have to hold hands so we won't get attacked, and so they're all holding hands around the center of the room, and then out of nowhere, like Pennywise is holding hands in the circle, yeah, and he grabs Stan, holds him up on the wall. He's got big gnarly teeth now. Eddie, who is asthmatic and puny and whatnot, comes walking over. Holds his inhaler out, says, this is battery acid, and sprays Pennywise with the inhaler. And I guess because if you believe... Yeah, I guess because he believed it was really battery acid, and it started melting his face, and he had... I thought this was a pretty good makeup job. Like, he had this, you know, monstrous face at this point. It wasn't just Tim Curry in makeup. But Beverly starts shooting the silver pellets... The first one... First one misses. Misses and goes down the drain? Oh, no, she drops the first one. That's right, yeah. She tried to get it set up. She ends up dropping it, and I'm pretty sure it went down the drain in the middle of the room. Yeah, because Mike the, said it was in, caught in the drain trap. Yeah, and then the second one, um, she shoots him, How it goes through his head. How drain trap have to be? For 30 years of yeah. just gunk? And 20 he, years. He went back. Oh, he said, yeah, he said about 10 years ago. He was hoping... Yeah. Good call, Kim. Brad. I was awake. <laughs> For that yeah. part. That was this morning. Um, no, that was, part of, that was part two. Oh, yeah, sorry. Anyway. I'm, it's three I'm hours. Awake. Sorry I'll hit the table again. Yeah, this movie... Thing. So we, we actually had to watch it in two different parts, so... We like to watch the movie together, but... Uh, this one was not going to happen because it is three hours long. And we want to do other things with our lives. <laughs> it was like six when it came on, or like five when it came on television. Because they had commercials. They had commercials, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just glad no one put stand, the stand on this list oh, to pick. Speaking of, so next week we're watching... No, I'm just kidding. No. Next week, uh, Mouthful <laughs> Movies with Jessica and Jeremiah. <laughs> All right, so... I'll go on vacation for that one. Uh-oh. Yeah, so they... Long story short, they defeat Pennywise. Not long story short. Too late. Too late. <laughs> Yeah, we're already an hour into this. Yeah, so they defeat Pennywise. So she she shoots the thing, it hits him in the head, part of his head pops off, lights come out, and he's like, ah, and uh, retreats. Yep. Dives into the drain, right? 
Or yeah, because his hand, and they're trying to like pull him up. Oh, he grabs one of them. Yeah. Well, he reaches down and gets his hand. Sure. And then they're all trying to pull him. Yeah. There is pulling done. There's a back and forth between the yes. two. Side groups. note, if you just heard that very percussion, per- that Swedish chef come back out again. <laughs> that percussive noise, uh, that was Colonel. That was his contribution. Shaking his ears. Though. Hole in head, jumps in drain, tries to pull in one of the kids. There's a little struggle. And they get back outside. They get outside and they... Bill's like... What does he, what does he say? Help me. No, that was before. What does he say afterwards? Oh, um... Alright, so this is the part so outside of Jaws, there's a a couple other things that I absolutely love. I love Star Wars and I love Batman. And so Jessica will, <laughs> Jessica will tell you. I so Bill tells them they get outside so Jonathan Brandis in his teen heartthrob ways is like you know, being all morose and like swear to me. If it comes back, we all have to come back. Swear to me, swear to me. Which I <laughs> made me immediately think of Batman Begins. And I'm like, oh, Batman is a fan of it. Because he uses the swear to me. When the guy's like, I swear to God. He's like, swear to me. So for the next few days after Jessica and I watched Brad, part have one. Have Batman? Batman Begins? I did not like it. What? So next week's episode, me and Jess, will be watching. Uh... <laughs> okay, we're going to side note real quick. <laughs> I did not think the Nolan trilogy was that good. Heath Ledger was amazing. Heath Ledger was amazing as his portrayal of the Joker, but if you take that away, it's not that fantastic. Jeremy Ted's about to explode. It really is. He looks like Thunder from Big Trouble in Little China. Anyway, so back to the movie. Yeah. We are... Please direct all uh, hate at our Facebook page. You can tag me in it, or you can uh, tag me on Twitter specifically about your hate for my hate of the Batman franchise. At Mouthful of Movies on Twitter and uh, on Facebook as well. Please, please let Brad know how wrong he is. Directed. Um, Brad Sug. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm done. You can't find now. me on Instagram, so don't try. I can tell you where to find him. Private message me. Um, so, yeah, they, they defeat him, the... Bill makes them swear. Huh? No? Okay. Makes them swear. Thanks um, for making fun of his uh, speech impediment. Jeremy made fun of a guy that had a speech impediment like to his face one day. We were at my parents' I house. I didn't know. And my brother's friend was over there and he was stuttering and Jeremy says, Spit it out! <laughs> I didn't I know said, he Jeremy, had... he's got a stutter. I didn't know he had issues like that. First side podcast of the day. Speech impediments. (laughs) That's not the first. uh, Today is? No, it is not. What's the first one then? Uh, We were talking about something else, and I said whatever cast. So. Anyway. Waltons? Walton cast. That's what it was. All right, Waltons. Fun game we like to play on here is uh, make up new podcasts for us. Um, In this episode, we have two so far. Next time, we'll have a board I can write them down on. Yeah, because the last episode we did, we probably had like 10 or 12. Yeah. But, so, they defeat him. Uh, now we're back to adult Stan, who is still just shook by the phone call he received from Mike. Uh, tells his wife, who he was 10 seconds away from boning, 
I'm just gonna go take a bath. So like, I'm going to take a bath. Just yeah, completely. She's like, wait now. She, I'm pretty sure like she was about to like reach under her skirt, pull the panties down. Like <laughs> she was ready. Oh, she did that during the phone call. She was, and she was she's ready. in the background. You what see her is? just getting naked. <laughs> yeah, so he turns around. I'm gonna take a bath, and he goes and goes into the bathroom, takes a bath. She goes to check on him a few minutes later, I'm and. Come in there. And yeah, she's and trying to be. Come wash your back. She's all, she's trying to be all sexy, like at the door, like, "Oh, Stan, are you ready?" And then she opens the door, and she sees that he is dead in the bathtub, where he has slid his wrists, and in blood written it on the wall. And credits. Credits. Flip your disc over. So Sunday night on November eighteenth, nineteen ninety, you're just like, what? He just killed himself. I gotta wait till Tuesday to find out what ha- what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Stupid Monday Night Football. I'm guessing is why. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. I guess that would be it. If, if you know when Monday Night Football started, probably a Monday. Tune in to our other podcasts, Monday Night Football Talk. Write it down. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the end of part one. That's part- an L. You wrote Monday. <laughs> No, Monday Night they're... Football. That's a different podcast. There's two different ones. There's Monday All right, we'll and have... Monday. We'll have Writing Nazi Podcast with Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> May I see your paper? See y'all. Your penmanship is. If you can read my writing. Yeah, there we that go. That stone shall not be thrown. What's that, Colonel? What'd you say? Okay. Cool. Do you yep. need to go? Do you need to go outside? Huh? You okay? All right. He's wagging I his don't tail. Know if this is going to be edited. This might just be in the podcast. This is staying in. Cut. Right. Take dog outside. And we are back. All right. Everybody has pottied, including the Colonel Dog. And we've gotten a snack, and Jessica's eating some popcorn and drinking some water. Yeah. Apologies yeah. about the crunching. You're just going to eat popcorn on mic. Cool. Yep. There we are. Cool. Wow. Someone doesn't take this seriously. All right. So. All right, we are into the It Part 2 of the miniseries. And I'm going to be honest with you, we're probably going to breeze through this part because there's really not a whole lot that happens. It's a rehash of the first one, except they're older. I mean, but it's not even that. Like, it's each of them making it to Derry, and they are somehow tormented by Pennywise before they all meet at the Chinese restaurant. Oh, he didn't want you to pick your lunch. He's trying to get to the popcorn. Yeah, Colonel is trying to get popcorn, not get your attention. Um, so, one by one, they all make their way to Derry, um, have some sort of encounter with Pennywise, and then they all meet at the Chinese food restaurant. So, they all eat, get together. Beverly passes out, because apparently in 1990, if someone passes out at a restaurant, the thing to do is just put them on a bench and wait till they wake up. Okay. So I'm going to hit my high points if we're going to breeze through this real quick. Okay, let's do I've it. i got like seven. They show up. Yep. They show up to the library. 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 Derry. Derry. And it's... Who's the author's name? There's seven of them. I'm not going to keep them straight. Bill. Bill. I don't even know my family's name, so yeah. So... Yeah, Bill is the... Bill's the famous... Town hero. Town hero. He's the famous author. Yeah. So he shows up to see Mike. Yes. And they've got all of Bill's books. Yes. And so we stopped just to see if we could figure out what heavy-handed 
Stephen King well, knockoff. Yeah, because Bill is is essentially Stephen the, King. the Stephen King stand-in. Yeah, with a cool ponytail instead. That's that's probably one of the biggest things that is. So, Richard Thomas has a long ponytail with the wings. Yeah, his hair it like it's so, a mullet. I don't care if you pull back the ponytail with the it's party in the back. Well, this is on top. That's a mullet. I disagree. Just for the fact that the front, you can pull it back into a ponytail. To me, like a mullet, you would not be able to pull back into it. But the it's the the front is feathered, like because it's, it's parted feathered. down the middle. It it's wings out, and goes back into the ponytail. You know what? I'm not cutting my hair for two years. It's gonna get long. The back's gonna get longer faster than the top. Well, it'll be a mullet. When I pull it back in a ponytail, it's still gonna be a mullet. A mullet's a mullet. Ah. I don't know. Um, yeah, but so, so he's he's got the ponytail, but it's tied back with a little leather string. Um, only time I've ever seen that was in the Highlander TV series with Adrian Paul back in the 90s. So yeah. we got these great books. There's High Wire. No correlation. Yeah, no clue. Gargoyle's Dance. No correlation. Gnaw, we guessed was Cujo. Mm-hmm. Smile. Mr. Smile. Mr. Smile. Mr. Smile kind of reminded us of how they portrayed the main villain from the stand in the book and the TV. So Mr. Flag, Mm -hmm. or Randall Flag is what they call him. And then The Glowing. Which is The Shining. That was the one that kind of set us off. Yeah. We don't know what the first two are supposed to be. If you do, uh, tweet us at Mouthful of Movies on Twitter. Um, So then Mike pops up, Adult Mike. Yep. Who just looks like Boney M from the Rasputin video from the 70s. If you don't know what that is, go look it up on Google. It is amazing. No one is going to know what that is except for you. Go look it up. It's amazing. And Boney now M. us because he showed us. And now us because he showed us, yeah. So, that. You just going to eat popcorn like that, Jeremy? On mic? I can't hear him chewing. Mm-hmm. You sounded like you stuffed that popcorn. Jessica, are you freezer. about to eat Pop Rocks on my... <laughs> That's about what it sounds like. Uh, a couple other things. I'm hitting all my points. We're rushing through this. Uh, Mike Adult, Boney M. There was a deck of where they were... Bicycle carts. Bicycle carts where Bill and Mike were reliving their childhood. They had the old bicycle. But yeah, cause, because Bill had a... Um, I can't think of the, the bike, but it... A Schwinn, but it was like silver. silver. And so he, every time he rode it, he would say, hi Silver, away! Because that was reference referential for the 60s or whatever. So um, they were going to put stupidest montage I've ever seen. They're doing bull charges, 40-year-old <laughs> men. Bull charge they, on a bicycle. They're riding, riding the bike, yeah. Tandem. But it's cutting between old Mike and, or adult Mike and Bill riding the bike Interlaced with montage of young Mike and Bill riding the bike. Mm-hmm. So then they pop out the cards. The only reason I'm touching on this is because they were just cool. Yeah. So we popping out the bicycle cards. Bicycle for bicycle. They make mm-hmm. the best clacking sound. Yep. And like the fakest, oopsie doodle, I dropped it. Yeah, Bill butterfingered the deck of cards and they fell out everywhere. Butterfingers. Sorry. Jessica's hungry. I am hungry. <laughs> our and our Asian were... buffet food is long gone. And there were some sweet-ass cards with the Pennywise on the back of the thing instead of a normal bicycle. I want yeah. those. Yeah, those are, it was pretty cool. And then my other thing in this whole 
book was there's multiple instances of this movie where they're out in the middle of the street and they almost get hit by a car but they don't run out in the middle of the street when cars are coming they're like standing in the middle of the street and then the car's like Ah, move. The the worst one being Beverly. Oh, by far. She so she goes to her childhood home, thinks the bell still says Marsh. An old lady answers, and it says Kirsch. But the old lady turns out to be Pennywise, and some like terrorizing happens. She runs out into the street, looks back, and the home is no longer open. Like it's all it's boarded, boarded up. up. But then she realizes it's boarded up, and then you hear. Eh, eh. And this box or, truck. The truck goes by, and then she sees the house. Okay, right. yeah. So, but the guy came down on a two-lane road. Like it was not a. She didn't back out in the middle of the street. Like, oh, almost got hit. I'm standing here. Almost got hit. People in Maine are assholes when it comes to traffic. They do not even try to avoid people. They just want to hit them. Yeah. The small bit of trivia: the names on the side of the house are serial killers mm-hmm. or murders. Okay. One was Starkweather. Which was a spree killer with his girlfriend. Basis for Mickey Mallory Knox from Natural Born Killers. Burke were... Burke, I was trying to remember the other one. Was a um, partner in crime that did grave robbing. Who was actually had a movie with Simon Pegg. I can't... Uh, Brooke, Burke and Hare is the name of that. About grave robbers and murderers. Was Seth Green also in there? No, it was Simon Pegg and... It was Simon Pegg was in I can't remember who else was in it. But it was called Burke and Hare. So that's why it was smooth. I'm going to look that up. Uh, yeah, so... Um, and then the name actually needed. So. Yeah, and so it, like I said, it's it's really just like everybody getting um, to dairy and running into Pennywise somehow. It, you know, what this reminds me of. I oh, Tim Curry was also in that. Birkin hair, yeah. Oh yeah, I say oh yeah, like I remember, I didn't remember. I don't know what I was just I was referencing earlier, but it's one of those movies where first act get through it, second act okay cool, and then the third act they look down and go oh shit, we gotta go, kind of like this podcast half. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just one of those things where like they have to. It, I mean it. It's really just uh, even oh, so a bit of trivia. Even the director dislikes the second half compared to the first like he he and he said the stuff with the children turned out much better than the adult stuff but i think that to be honest with you is really in part to the story like there's just not much for them to do they arrive in Derry, they all get terrorized they meet up they try to you know forget their troubles for the night and then mike tries to con- you know is trying to convince them that they need to do something about it pennywise they're hesitant to do so. Bully Mike, breaks out of the asylum with the help of Pennywise. The only time Pennywise actively terrorized a stranger. We didn't really terror. Well, well, no, yeah, he killed he the killed the guard. He killed the guard. Coots, who was the worst. Yeah, so play on taking digs. Yeah, yeah the shots fired. Kings, King. uh, Stephen King and Dean Koontz, two you know novel writers and whatnot. Um, so yeah. Uh, where she's still a bully, barely stabs him one time. Pennywise um, helps Henry Bowers escape from uh, the psych ward that he's being held in. Um, takes the form of a 
his usual clown self, self, but he has like a Rottweiler head, head which they <laughs> they clearly just like dressed up a Rottweiler in a clown outfit, which was pretty amazing. This is the scene where you see a zombie belch. Yeah, zombie belch, which was really good. The 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 screw. I'm done with the story. They fight Pennywise. It gets to the end. That's actually ridiculous. We'll talk about the very end. But this is also the scene. The Chinese restaurant was some of the best effect work they did. The whole thing with the uh, fortune cookies. Yeah. So until those fortune cookies went nuts, they looked homemade. That shit looked delicious. I'm like, I wish I had those. Yeah. Oh, they were clearly like not your typical like go and get the fortune cookie in a wrapper. Like they, they clearly. I mean, they had to make them because they were larger. One. But um. So there were six of them. Did you write down what six the six they were? So there was the eyeball. There was the one just filled with blood. Of course. Um, Eddie's had like claws. The pinchers. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like, I'm assuming it was. Oh no no! Spider. Eddie's had spider. Eddie's was the blood. the bugs. A bug. Bugs. There's a cockroach. Um, Bill's was the one that started sprouting spider legs. Mm-hmm. Who's the room missing? What did Ben have? I don't, I don't remember. What was the one we were missing? I don't know. I was hoping you remember. Oh, that you cool. were asking. <laughs> they were all cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, so... Uh, essentially, they're all brought back to reality at that point. Because during the dinner scene, they're eating just an insane amount of food. So much food. Um, okay. Chinese. I'm trying to get ahead. I'm going back. They meet up. Mm-hmm. Beverly passes out. Yep. She wakes up. First thing she does... Like, she kisses Ben. She kisses... She kisses Ed, Ben. Kisses no, no. Richie. It, it was Richie. Yeah, she kisses Richie. On but, the mouth. Like, yeah. But then, like, Bill, she's she's down. She's still infatuated with Bill. He's married. He's not doing anything about it. Yeah, he's... Yeah. So, uh, and so speaking of that, so Audra, you know, she got on the flight to America. Your first flight to America. And she's driving to Dairy. She pulls over to gas station. The gas station attendant comes out. And she asks how much further it is to Dairy. And he's like, I was like, 500 feet that way. That's the same, That's the city limits right there or whatever. And then his voice starts getting weird. It transforms into... Baby chicken. Ah, the baby, baby chicken. chicken. That, Mike had the baby chicken, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, thank you. That was a very... Yeah. Yeah, no. that was needed. This podcast would not have been complete without that. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So his voice starts tr- changing into Pennywise's voice, and then all of a sudden he is Pennywise. And then you see the deadlights coming from his eyes. She goes into a gaze and cut away from her. So she's obviously been taken by Pennywise. Um. So Audra is now somewhere playing into this. Bill has no idea she's there. Nope. Um. They go back to their hotel. Which seems to be the like most poorly ran or staffed hotel because there's never anyone there except for when they're checking out. And they're it's screaming it's and insane. breaking yeah. and murder and Well yeah, so they're all in like this lobby living room area around a fireplace. Beverly is like getting a bed breakfast. That's what it looks like. Yes. I guess, yeah. Um Beverly is like getting a massage from Ben. And he's like rubbing on her face, and she's just like, "Oh God, that's so creepy." I had a drunk we, dude do that to me at the parliament. 
concert this week. I That's went to. awkward. That was yeah. If it wasn't Fishbone, I would have punched him. I she out. yeah. So she's sitting had, there. She had he had his hand there. She grabbed his hand, was like rubbing her face on his hand. It, but she honestly like we made we made the comment that if this were a different movie, like she would have had a finger in her mouth. Like it was weird. Like the way her relationships went through her life. But that could have been a caress just as soon as a, a choke. choke. Yeah. Like, get in fucking line. Yeah, so. it was weird. So, they, then they, they're they talking about just various things. And, like, Mike is still trying to essentially convince them, like, we need to go down to the sewers. Richie's like, at 6 a.m., I'm, I'm out of here, guys. He's got to get back dinner. to California. Um, so, they... I think that little bitch Lynn a lot of my spot. <laughs> so, they have to... Um, so it was about this part where Brad fell asleep. Yeah, Brad fell asleep around no, here. No, I was asleep before then. I woke up by this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, so they they did find out that Stan committed suicide. Mm-hmm. They find Stan's head in a refrigerator. Where we had our deep discussion about whether. Yeah. Um, inflection. Yeah. So they know that he's dead. He's not showing up. They're at this hotel, B&B, and um, they're around a fire, but then Beverly says she's cold. So this prompts Ben, Eddie, and Mike to go upstairs. They're going to get blankets and whatnot to come back down, I guess. So Ben was going to go to her room and get like a jacket or something. A shawl or something or other. Putting a thing on. Um, I don't understand why. Like they had to go get another one. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But so Mike goes into, I guess, his room, and. Henry is in the room and comes out and stabs him. Mm-hmm. Terribly. Stabs him in the ribs. They get into a tussle on the floor. Um, Eddie is drinking, like, whiskey to wash his teeth. Yeah. I don't know what the... I, I think that was back that, team. Like, I don't know what it was, but he had a glass that was, like, half full of, like, a lightly ambered color also, liquid. he just took the pill bottle and dumped it up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, about this time, around this time, we found out that he's he has no problems. His mom's just nuts and was giving him water vapor with castor oil or something. <laughs> yeah, so his, <laughs> his inhaler that he has all through his childhood, and even now, is a placebo. And his pharmacist tried telling him that stuff happened, whatever. But he he's still like, takes no! it. Yeah, but he still takes it. Like, so he... Um, yeah, so they hear, like, a struggle going on. They go in, and it, within the struggle, like, Henry Bowers gets stabbed, like, in the heart. Immediately dies. They carry Mike out of the room. Hold on, they make the comment, we're just going to cut the TV on? And no, 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 that was later. Better. That was later. So, they, at first, still during the night, they take they carry Mike out of the, downstairs, uh, out of the hotel, okay. or bed and breakfast, whatever, and they get in Richie's convertible, and they drive to the hospital. That IROC Z. That IROC Z uh, that I mistakenly said it was a Corvette, but. But I think he was driving a Corvette in the beginning. I don't know. I th- I thought he had a Corvette, but either way, like, he's in a little red sports car. All six of them decide to get in the sports car, yeah. and they go to the hospital. Uh, ben and Beverly have a moment where she finally. Figures out or admits that she knows that he wrote the poem. Oh, Ben is but, confused because back in the hotel, when the struggle was happening, 
there was a similar situation. I mean, it was the exact all, same situation, right? The exact same situation, and he and Beverly get all makey outy, and then he looks in the mirror and realizes it's actually she has on the clown outfit. Yeah, but and so, um, he's got like makeup. He's got some, and yeah, he um, so he pushes her away. It's Pennywise, and he's like, "Kiss me, fat boy," and so he went at the at the hospital when she then says. That she knows he wrote the poem and tries kissing him. He's all destroyed. He's a bit traumatized. Yeah. So like, really, because of because of any of this, like any future time, like she tries to get intimate with him, he's gonna be like, is is this really her or is this Pennywise? Like, I feel like. So, Mike's in the hospital. He gives yeah the two. He gives the two silver. He he gives Bill the two silver. Wrong. Thingies. Things that they have from nuggets. when they were kids, yeah. Nuggets Ooh, tell, nuggets is a good word. yeah. Uh, tells him. That's just you're hungry. Oh, ten years ago, I went down in the sewer, uh, and retrieved them. Blah, I was blah, hoping blah. Pennywise would kill me. That's how I got these two patches of gray in my hair, which were just baby powder toothbrushed into his hair, changed a couple different times throughout the movie, um, in terms of consistency. But yeah, so they. I'll go back to the hotel. So this is where then the ne- it's it's the next morning. Clearly, they go back to the hotel, and this dead body of Henry Bowers is still in this room, just laying there. And they decide we're just going to turn the TV on, shut the door, and put the the hanger on the door like the Do Not Disturb, yeah. and leave. So but my thing luckily, is, luckily, when all six of them leave. They do it calmly. No, they don't. <laughs> and they, they don't make a spectacle. They all go downstairs to where the woman, obviously, that is managing this hotel or bed and breakfast, whatever, sitting there. And they're like, running. Ben goes down and is like, put it on my card. And each of them are like, yeah, me too, me too, me too. And they, they rush keys out. I'm like running. They like rush this. out. So you can't tell me. So one, it just befuddles me that no one has found this body yet. Also, that they did not call the police yet. And they... They give reason why, saying that essentially all the people in Derry are... Complacent. Yeah, somewhat like brainwashed by this whole Thing. Pennywise it situation. And so they all leave. They're outside essentially to say their goodbyes. But Bill says, I can't go. I have to... I've got to go down there. Because if I don't, I'm going to go mad by this. And so... Which is arguable because as soon as they hit the dairy line... They should forget if yeah, we're... Yeah, should forget. Yeah. Also, I don't understand why Pennywise had to break dude out of jail. He actually killed someone by himself, like being dog clown. Like, he ate that dude. Yeah. So, he should be able to get these kids, not just drive them mad. Yeah, it's... there's because he wants his meat sweeter. There's some... Yeah, there's some logic that just doesn't really hold true throughout the movie, but... So, essentially, they all decide, all right, yeah, we're going to go down in the sewer. They go down there. Um, they run in. They end up in the same circular room where the junction um, where they were at the end of the first movie. At that point, they see Georgie. They convince Bill that that's not real. That's not really Georgie. And um, Georgie was introduced by the paper boat floating into the room. Damn good wax. They, yeah. So they have to figure out, well, where do we go to find Pennywise? So Bill puts the boat down, and it sails back out of that room, and they follow it to 
a tiny dwarf door that's with candles. And, and there, with skulls. candles. Skull like yeah, so skeletons and candle like lit candles, candles that were burning. Like they were lit and had been halfway, you know, melted and whatnot. So they go in this room and they see like a whole bunch of spider webs, and then B- Bill looks up. That one was not intentional. Um, so when they drop stuttered. down the sewer, there's a new purse sitting there. Then he starts freaking right. out. Right? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Bill finds a purse. It's like, Audra's. Hey, whose purse is this? This is really nice. It's brand new. I might take this. I have a girl I can give this to. He's like, give me that purse. Yeah. And so he looks and he realizes Audra's. Audra's obviously down there. He takes off running. So that's when all that stuff happens. Um, they go into the, I guess, Pennywise's lair, its lair, and they make the comment, like, it comes out every 30 years and has to take a physical manifestation to feed. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we have not seen its physical manifestation because Pennywise, an image of Pennywise showed up, like, on the ceiling in the sewer and told him, I'm whatever your greatest fear is, blah, blah, blah. And... So they realize we haven't seen the true penny, the true it. Um, so they go in this room. They see a bunch of people strung up, like cocooned by spiderweb. Um, and then the worst, probably what I, I feel like the worst part of the movie. This the this stop motion, yeah, like spider, land, land of the lost, insect, crab looking thing comes. Walking out, <sighs> yeah. Um, Beverly tries shooting one of the silver pellets. So Bill runs over there. Well, not yet, right? Or did he? Run? I thought he was already over there. Yeah, I guess he was. Because it lifts up, and so the it dead lifts lights up. are obviously in its belly. Yeah. And he gets. It's a free for all. Let's everybody go run over and look at the dead lights. Well, so <laughs> Bill, all the men. All, yeah, all the men, because Bill runs over and is like, or Bill is there. And he's immediately just like tranced. And then John Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah. So then Ben runs over. Bill, we got to get out. And he's in a trance. Then Harry Anderson. Anderson, Guys, um, can't just stand there. Richie comes running over. Yeah. And so they're all in a trance. Eddie runs over. And he's going to be the big bad guy like he was in the when they were kids. He's like, this is battery acid. Goes to spray it, but then it just grabs him and gives him, Bug. like... Yeah, it just squeezes him. It didn't show it, like, eating no him. There was no cracking sound. It was just, it was like... Just, he was getting... He was being held. Up in the air. Like, and in the air. So, Beverly had missed one shot already. The second one bounced off of it. Off of its crusty head. Yeah, so she went to... And then he sprayed the battery acid. That's when he went down and sprayed the battery acid. Didn't work. He's being held, and... I think he did it Hell. once he got... Well, he sprayed it under, and then he gets picked up and hugged. He does it again. Pennywise drops him, and this time, I guess... No, no, no. He, no. No, he, he, she, it dropped him because she, she the found the other uh, pebble, and she shot him again. Okay, and this time, in the, this time in the deadlights, yeah. And he drops Eddie three feet. Um, they all come out of their trance. They realize Eddie's on the ground, and Eddie's talking like he's dying. Which is no just blood. completely like dumbfounding. Like I don't know what happened to him. Didn't come out to anybody because he's not gay. <laughs> I guess. It did come out that he was a virgin. Yes. Not true. I don't know. Anyway. In this movie, it's true, but any 
in the you, book. It's in the book know. and in the controversy around the other movie, no. Oh, well, the other movie, they don't have that. But the controversy popped up when the movie came out, is what yeah. I'm saying. It crawls off, and they're like, no, we can't let it ha- let this happen again. So they go running over like through this cave that they're in now. So the giant spider that picked up Richie. Eddie. Eddie. Is like trying to crawl down some shaft or something. But it went from, as I said, a giant crab monster that could pick him in the air and crush him to the size of a Great Dane, maybe bigger. I don't, it, yeah, there was, the sizing of it was really weird. But at this point, I mean, they essentially, like, they push it over and then they just start, like, punching and kicking and trying to rip it apart. And they rip something out of it. They rip something open. Like, well, so they start pulling things, like, what seems to be pieces of it or pieces out of it. But then Bill is all like crazy eyed and like is both hands like clearly just in this thing. And then he pulls something out and they all grab it and pull it up and hold it up in the air. And you see the eyes of this thing just kind of, yeah, (laughs) exactly. And so it's supposed to be, I guess that this thing is like, Dying, and so they're you know in a normal movie with a normal person like this would be when you see the person like slowly close their eyes because they're fading First away. Off, this thing has cross cross eyed as hell. <laughs> yeah. like, the eyes never matched up on that thing. Yeah, and so it is dead. So they Quotation. yeah. So they crawl out of this sewer. Uh, uh, Bill has Audra. Eddie is draped over Richie's shoulders. Um, and, yeah, they... They go. go up. They're standing outside the... What's that thing called? The Barrens. The Barrens. Yeah. Goes back and forth. Oh, and then it cuts to Mike. When they were, like, a kid. Like, showing them... Oh, yeah, the when, they were, when they were the kids. I swear to me. Um, and then it cuts to Mike. And, and then, so Mike explains through voiceover narration that it's been a couple weeks... Everybody's gone their own ways. Um, Beverly and Ben left together. They were married a week later and, and pregnant. A couple weeks later after that. After she that? Pregnant. She was married to that dude. No, she was only no. dating him. Or she was living with him or whatever. She, yeah. She, she, she said, said husband when she saw no, him she, guy. No, she started to say... Um, when they asked, they were trying, when they were in the restaurant, they were trying to figure out like, Oh, are you married now? Are you this? And she's like, she said, I'm seeing someone. And she starts to say, um, she starts to say whatever about him. And then she's like, and just kind of trails. By the way, that is, that is problematic because he's still there with that money. So I think they were supposed to. What's problematic is, did she just dump her business? Like, I think she was selling off her business. Maybe that's what, yeah. Maybe that's what the meeting was but because she she he's even one of the new architects. Obviously, it'll be okay. But yeah. didn't didn't say that they were like moving out to the west or something to Denver or something like I don't know. I don't know. So that uh, um, I guess Richie goes back out. Did it say anything about him? Like he just yeah, he just left. He just went back to doing it. He's on his fifth. Richie Richie went back to being the king. You know whatever the king of comedy or whatever yeah yeah and then uh and john then, boy took audra for a bicycle ride and she got well back. so they were still in Derry. yeah but they were leaving and so the day that they're supposed to be leaving he sees his bike audra is like in some trance, coma, trance whatever and um 
Yeah, he takes her for a ride on the bike down, like, the biggest hill in Derry, I guess, which is, like, through the city of Derry. Like, it wasn't just a unpopulated area. Like, it was the streets of Derry going through intersections, causing cars to... Like, essentially, he scared the shit out of her to wake her up. Yeah, and then but then she did wake up, and she's like, what's going on? And there were, like... And I was like, okay, maybe the bike was named Silver. Yep. Did he think... I don't know, this is just my weird correlation. Silver defeated it the first time, because they had those silver nuggets. The bike is Silver. Silver defeated... Well, he made comment that... Um, the bike saved him and Stan. Mm-hmm. And he said he pedaled as fast as he could, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I can go that fast anymore, but maybe it'll save And he did, because he just went straight downhill. Straight down a hill. <laughs> into traffic, stopped in the middle of an intersection, and they make out. And that's, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Like, it, 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 it ends. So there's really just not a whole lot. And so I made reference to this a little earlier, you know, looking at some of the trivia for the movie on IMDb. So Tommy Lee Wallace, director of the movie, says Tommy Lee Wallace felt that part two wasn't as good as part one because the adults weren't as magnetic to watch, especially when it came to tame time, came time to battle Pennywise. And I have yeah, to it was say, a really crap battle. And I have, well, but I mean, just in general, I have to say I agree with that. Like the kids, like it, they were engaging to watch. You could get into watching them, but compared to the adults, yeah. Um, Tommy was not the um, original director that signed on. Did you know that? It was Guillermo del Toro. For the... That has to be for the new one, right? No. Yeah, Guillermo yeah. del Toro would have been a little kid. Oh, well, maybe I saw the wrong thing. Well, not even a little kid, but he would have been a lot more inexperienced. Let's see. So I'm, I'm going back through my notes. So there's a couple things that we did hit. And so something that we kind of toy around with on this this uh, podcast, Mouthful of Movies, um, is if the movie were, were remade today, who would be in it? In this situation, obviously... It's a little bit different because there is a remake of the movie. So what we're gonna do place. if there was a shitty television remake, who would we put in it? We can, but I made a note of one that I, I really want to see. And so this is in the role of Tom, Beverly's boyfriend, abusive boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching that scene, all I can think is, man, I really want to see David Tennant play this character. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they looked kind of similar. Um, too good for that. I, I mean, maybe, but still. I don't mean like as a. I mean as an actor, not as a person. I'm pretty sure he'll give him a good role. He'll do it. Oh yeah, I mean he definitely would. Um, Sorry, or, George A. Romero. Okay, yeah. Was that, originally signed. I was. I, easily confusable guys. They totally look alike. And no, I want have same, a, similar names. A preview thing for. Um, his, what's that damn movie that's coming out? Scary but, stories. Yeah. Reading the dark. Yep. Yeah. Um, one of the other things, so anytime that it showed the kids, every time I saw Stan, all I could think is, is this guy related to Miles Teller? Neither of you obviously know who Miles Teller is. Mm-hmm. If you saw him, you know who he is. Okay. 
Um, let's see, just making sure covered all our notes. Uh, Eddie still lives with his mommy. We talked about that. I have some facts. Let's do it. Facts! Well, first, before we get to facts, um, one thing we do like to ask, if smartphones were in the movie, would they help? Yes. Um, no. Would do absolutely nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any... Because there was a cell phone the in the only... movie. The only... Jonathan Ritter had that big brick he was talking through when he was going into town. Yeah. And do you notice that he had, so he had his cell phone, he's like, you're cutting out, I can't hear you, I'll, I'll call you when I get to the hotel, but then he immediately takes out, like, his, like, Palm Pilot or whatever, so he can start taking some notes or whatever he's going to do, his yeah. organizer. Um, hold on, before we get to that, one thing that I did want to just mention, so something to look out for if you watch this movie. Don't watch this movie. Um... And Brad actually pointed this out. So they show a scene as adults uh, talking about a situation in which Stan, as a kid, when he last ran into it, and it talks about that he... So he was a Boy Scout, and he was out bird watching, And so you see him on this on this bench. He's got his book. He's got his notepad. And a teles- like a, a pirate... Te- not a telescope, uh... Yeah, I guess it, what it's is it not called? a telescope, but the one they use to look for land. You know, land ho! Yeah, so... Hold this shit up to their face. Is that not still a telescope? It's not a telescope. The telescope would be for the, uh... Anyways. It's called a monocular, because it's only one monocular. <laughs> well, monocular. That is definitely not what it's called. Um. Anyways, he has one of those, and so you see him, he's like, the looking at a bird through it, and then it shows, like, a long shot, and he's literally, like four feet away from this bird like he did not need this monocular so here's my <laughs> thank you it's gonna catch on it says it's called a spyglass spyglass I said that hashtag monocular uh, when you uh, talk about mouthful of movies yeah. so he goes in his house and the big bad for him is a mummy I have never seen any movie where a mummy is scary it's a skeleton wrapped in a bandage yeah no I mean, no. this, it's, I mean, I, I'm with you. I understand that. But, like, this one, I, and I made this comment, like, the for me as a kid, the hand on the handrail, because it was, I'm pretty sure it was, like, three fingers. It was bandaged weird, but yeah. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't, like, oh, yeah, five individual the, fingers. Yeah, it it was like the claw, like, they had from yeah. the cover. And so it was just dirty bandages, and this thing was, like, coming down. Um yeah, I mean, so the the second part of the movie, like I said, like we've said, there's just not a whole lot to it. Um, the best part about us watching the second half of the movie was that it was us. Even if it was boring enough to put me to sleep for ten minutes, <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy us watching it. So let's go through some trivia. What do you, what do you got? Okay. Um. So we said already it was originally released on November 18th, and then a. The second one came on on November 20th of 1990. The budget for the movie was $12 million. It was an originally planned when George Romero signed on. It was going to be a four-part, eight-hour miniseries. So, two-hour, four parts. Wow. Um, when he dropped out and Tommy took it on, they did a lot of condensing and cut it down to two parts with three hours each. Mm-hmm. Um, there were about a total of 30 million viewers that watched the movie or watched the series. On the 18th, it was the fifth highest rated show for that week. 
But the second half of it on the 20th was the second highest rated show for the week. Hmm. So apparently it got talked about. People yeah. dialed into it. Um, as of the 2000s, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 14 reviews with a 5.5 out of 10 rating. Seems accurate. Yeah. Um, it was not moved to VHS or Laserdisc until wow. 1991, and it was a two-cassette release. Then it was re-released in 98 as one cassette, and then uh, we got technologically advanced in 2002 where it became a DVD, and then in 2016 it was released on Blu-ray. It is released on Blu-ray? It is released on Blu-ray. Cashing in on that resurgence. What year was it released on Blu-ray? 2016. So, you know, about the time that, you know, press and stuff started coming out for the new movie. Yeah. In 2017. Yeah. So, as for the score for the movie, Richard Billis won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Achievement in Musical Achievement. In saxophone. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that was the only instrument used on this. I mean, yeah. Um... Before Tim Curry came on, I was just about to ask if Michael McDowell and Rodney McDowell were considered Malcolm McDowell. What did I say? So you said Michael and Michael. Sorry. So Roddy McDowell, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Two different McDowells. Two different spellings too. So Roddy McDowell uh, of Lost in Space fame. Mm-hmm. And, and then Malcolm. Uh, Friday Night. And yeah, and Friday Night. And then um, Malcolm. I did write of Malcolm, but I said Michael. From Caligula. What? He was in the movie Caligula. Or better known from Clockwork Orange. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, okay, so last time we did It's the Year of the Threes, if you yeah. remember. So this time I'm going to talk about the Year of the Miniseries. These are additional, there were a lot of miniseries come out, but these are ones that are in the same vein of paranormal horror. Um, are these all from 1990 or are they just all in the 90s? 19, anywhere these, between 90 to 2000. Is this all, the string of Stephen King things? They're, Stephen we'll King get had, there. Stephen King had a lot. We'll right? get there. Yeah. Um, get so there these are just the ones, just there's some of them. So 2000 Leagues Under the Sea, mm-hmm. Atomic Train, which sure. is a miniseries. The Beast, which I remember watching and I loved it. It was about a giant. A beast. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> creature, Doomsday Virus, House of Frankenstein, The Invaders, Invasion, and then the other Stephen King ones are The Langoliers, The Stand, Tommy Knockers, Shining, and Storm of the Century. And there may have been more. This is just all I wrote down. I. So, as a kid, I loved the Langoliers. Horrible to watch now. Yes. The effects are atrocious. Yes. Um, I remember Storm of the Century. Never watched that one. So, I remember it being promoted like crazy. I remember being excited about it because I'm like, oh, it's Stephen King. I feel like I watched the first part, but then was just like, eh, and didn't watch anymore. I watched The Stand. Did you? Stan was like 75 hours long. It was like eight. It was. It was a week. It was a week ordeal. Um, final bit of trivia. There was a movie came out in 1998 called, I guess, Woe, W-O, 
W-O-H. It was an Indian take on the movie It. Really? Set in modern times, 1998, but it had the same... Premise. Yeah. Wow. So a couple... um, To add to your... To Justice Fun Facts. Fun Facts! (laughs) Um, So... Jonathan Brandis and John Ritter, they both died in 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of like weird coincidental, I guess coincidental things like that. Um, so this film came out in 1990. So Bill Skarsgård, who is Pennywise in the new movies, was born in 1990. And just then, a baby. Just a, little, just a little baby. Little baby. And then in 1990, Tim Curry was also in the movie The Hunt for Red October, which also featured Stellan Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård's father. father. Yeah. His papa. His papa. All right. So um, we've gone through everything. Do you recommend watching this? Okay. Blood-filled balloons. Blood-filled balloons. One so through five blood-filled balloons. One through five blood-filled balloons. Do you recommend? How Just, many balloons do you recommend? Well, um, so give yeah. your give your rating and do you recommend it? Okay. Are we doing movie first or food? Uh, let's start with food. Food first. Um, I will give that one three and a half blood-filled balloons. They have a very good selection. The sushi was not bad. And I didn't have massive stomach issues afterwards. It's always a plus. Yeah. All right. Do you mind? Um, I'm gonna give. What did you do? Sorry. I did three and a half. Three and and a half? I only ate like five different types of the food that they had. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do four. Um, for. Being a buffet and having the options that they have, they have 88 different things. I I would recommend it. Um, if you're in f- that mood. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want, like, good Asian food, like, go somewhere. Pay for the Asian food. That, really yeah, good. that has something good. But if you want to be able to go somewhere that if you, have you to can get, your kids and get copious. And shut up and find something they'll eat. Yes. And you're going to find something there because it's not. they have just a plethora of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't want rice and whatever. <laughs> They got pizza. They got pizza. And french fries. They got and macaroni and cheese. cheese. Yeah, and then, you know, they've got the hibachi bar, which is really good. Um, Did they have french fries? They had french fries, yeah. They had french fries. So, french fries. yeah. So, I, I'm going to go four out of five balloons. Brad? Three. All right. Let's give it a three. It was, it was a buffet. It wasn't bad. But, I mean, I, I didn't get sick. Yeah. But I didn't I've had better buffets. Okay. I've had worse buffets. I was the only one that had a slow leak on the balloon. Mine got a half of a balloon. <laughs> Alright, movie. Yeah, so let's talk about the movie. Uh we'll go in reverse order. Brad? Three. Three and threes. I love Tim Curry. I do too. I love it. Agreed. He he put everything he had into this movie, which is what he does with everything he does. Mm-hmm. He goes big. Pennywise was not even a huge feature in the book. No. He. So. He worked. Yeah. The rest of the. It was shot like a 90s soap opera. This was in the time where if you were a quote unquote real actor, like a movie actor, you didn't do 
you didn't do television, so they could only really get television actors that had dabbled, and they had some people that are beloved and legends on the screen, but the material they used was weak, and it just wasn't that great. It did not hold up. Mm-hmm. Like, when we talked about it last week, I was like, no, because of the length. But I was like, this is going to be great. And it, then I watched was, it, I'm like, Ugh. It didn't help that there was so much cut out. So the book was enormous. It was like 1,016 pages or something like that. There was a part in the book where some of Derry, the town of Derry, actually got destroyed during their battle. And that was not even remotely touched on. I mean, it could have been. Derry looked like shit. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I don't think that was. I think that was just time and. It was. Jeremiah. Um. Speaking of time. I'm gonna give. I'm. I'm gonna go a three and a half. Um. Tim Curry is phenomenal, as has already been st- stated. The stuff with the kids is enjoyable, and worth the watch. Um. You know, once you get past that, and you're in the in solely the adult stuff, it. It is what it is. Like it just kind of breezes by, and there's not much to it. But you know, if you haven't seen it and you have three hours to spare, then Brad has his hand raised. I'm waiting until we're done. I got something to throw out here. I just want to acknowledge it before we move past. Okay, after Jess, okay. Gets her Jess what about your? How many? Um, I've always really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. But I feel like watching it now, after watching the other one, I don't the the newer version of it. Yeah. I can't quite as enjoy it as much. I haven't seen the new one yet. I still gave it a three. I still think Tim Curry is one of the best actors there. Like, I mean, he has just had graced the earth. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, he was. So I'm going to I'm going to give it a three point seven five. Three point seven five. Okay. Okay. So now Brad, I have two things. Do it. One, if they recut the movie and didn't try to make it cute and went linear, then meaning younger, then meaning younger too older uh-huh. and did it that way would it have been better now so here that's an interesting thing so here's a thing I I seem to remember a cut and maybe it's just where I've seen it on TV I feel like I've seen a cut of the movie where you see the kid stuff and that's, then see that's how I remember it yeah that's, that's how, how I remember watching exactly it. like the kid stuff happen they all get their calls they go to dairy and that and unless then the adult stuff, that, happened, uh, but I don't know. Unless it's that phenomenon where you remember shit wrong. The it's Mandela called, effect. That's the one. Yeah, I mean. It, so would it be better if they recut it? I don't know. I mean, the the adult stuff is there still so much editing to make it fit properly. I don't know. I don't really think you'd have to edit that. I mean, if they I, I think that the first time they'll have to do it this time. I think <laughs> they could not easily. Think? I think they. I don't know. What do you think? I think if it flowed well and it showed it that way, it would probably be better. And I think that's why I like the newer version because it. it the makes first one is just way. the kids, yeah. Okay. Second question. Tim Curry was not Pennywise. I don't think I would like it as much. Would you still give it a? So of the score? people that were so who had Roddy McDowell, Malcolm McDowell. Um, I don't know I if don't you. Know s- who they are. I don't know if you said this or not, but like. Um, Alex from Clockwork Orange. No, I never seen Clockwork Orange. <sighs> Did you ever see Fright Night? She's not gonna know who either of them are. Um, if she, if we showed her pictures, she'd probably look be, a picture. she'd probably be like, it's "Oh, okay." Fright Night, but the original Fright Night. Yeah. So the guy that's like the, the famous, TV guy. the TV guy, paranormal expert, in the... and the new ones, yeah. 
I don't remember David Tennant, but <laughs> I mean, we saw the new one once. Tim so Curry got Alice oh, stars okay, for yeah, me. I know who that is. Tim Curry got two of these stars. For sure. Stars. He earned two of my stars. I mean, the, so the okay. the one thing in the adults... Okay, in, this, in the adult scene that I do really like, when Richie gets to the library and he's up on the second floor just like... Just laying into Richie, and Richie's having to like somewhat act like he's not really there, like him riding the railing and be the, like, ha, 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 ha. telling like, shitty jokes. Yeah, and it's supposed to be no one can see him, and those balloons are popping, and the people and are still flinching. And they're reacting, yeah, and they're like, try not to flinch. Yeah, um, okay, I know who he is because I remember this episode of Twilight Zone he was in. Okay, yep. Um, right, so who's the other McDowell? Do we Malcolm have a McDowell. I think we've touched on it. Yeah, we saw it when we were kids. Um, oh, I wonder who that is too. So, but so another person—I don't know—I don't remember if you said this or not. Another person that was considered was Alice Cooper. Really? Which I didn't see that. I think that one would have could have been cool. I think it could have been. I don't, but I don't he know. He doesn't have the acting chops, but he has the stage presence. The presence, yeah. I think that that could have potentially worked. But I, Tim Curry was great, and I'll and I'll be to second what Jessica said. Seeing this after seeing the new... I mean, just the... One, the quality of the storytelling, the visuals. And as much as I love Tim Curry, like, Bill Skarsgård's portrayal of Pennywise is fantastic. But they also play in the theater. Well, yeah, they're playing in the theater. It's different than on television. I mean, watching... I've seen it on television. It's... It's good. Don't think you're... Catching what I'm throwing there, boss. It's, it's a, a movie. Okay, yeah, no, sorry. It's a movie, so they can it was be made, scarier. It was made to be. I got. Yeah. You, I'll go what you're saying. Uh, but this one, so you know, in that same vein, like this pushed the limit of what people were doing on television at the time. Like at the time, it did. Trust me. Anyways, all right. So, what's next? If you haven't watched it, give it a shot. If you've got some time to burn, just to see Tim Curry and some listen to this podcast. Some good it's stuff. almost the same length. We've told you all the good stuff. You can <laughs> so, Google the scenes we talk about or YouTube. Yeah. So the the way that we do things here, um, if this is your your first time with us, so we have essentially we set out on our path to do this podcast. We sat down and we thought of a lot of movies that we would like to do. Um, we broke those up into like these are some general movies. Like let's get these started, and then we have some other things. You know, as we go down the road, that we'll get into like some theme. Um, episodes that we want to do but so like in our in our general stuff here we um we made a list of movies that we want to do and essentially what what we do is we pick one out of a hat pick a number we've got the hat it's empty from popcorn i've Um, got the paper i'm ripping off the strips now and so we pick a number and find out what movie it is so then the thing of what we're going to do here is we draw the numbers, see what movie it is, and see what we're going to watch. And then next week, tune in, see where we go to eat, and we'll tell you about that. So, let's do that. Uh, we have 12 movies on our list right now, so we're going to choose a number, 1 through 12. Do we want to recap what the movies were just in case? Or do we nope. want to keep surprised? Nope. Keeping it a surprise. And so, let's see what we have here. Alright, so I got it. Pulling out the paper. Alright. The paper. Number 12. Number 12. 
All right. Um, this is a Brad's choice. <gasps> is it what I think it is? No. No. Oh. So, number 12 so is the, I'll let you explain what this is. Better Number 12 is Better Off Dead. Yes! Better Off Dead, 80s, teen rom-com, John Cusack. Fucking great. I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this. All right. So, Better Off Dead. Um, That's amazing. You're going to love it. The only thing that I can remember food-wise is... And they're like a French exchange student or something. Yes, and the mom is French, like, yes, that is the one with the French exchange student. Better off dead, not to be confused with One Crazy Summer, which starred Demi Moore. Better uh, off dead had. If we could only watch that. Better off dead's also it has a booger in it. Yep, from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, fantastic. All right, well, so next we'll watch we'll Better Off French. Dead. We'll figure out something to eat. and I hop when they have their crepes. <laughs> yeah, French... Denny's has crepes. But it wasn't Denny's. We went Franklin. To yesterday. Kentucky. Oh, shit. That's so far away. It's 20, it it's 20 minutes up the road. It was on the way back from where For you. For me. <laughs> For me. You meet here. We'll go up there. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll figure out where we're going to go next uh, for food. Um, next, we'll be watching Better Off Dead, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it some more. So for that, um, guys, I had a lot of fun on this, and I can't wait to see where we go. Thanks any for last, joining us. Any lasting, lasting uh, thanks? No. That's it. That's it. So we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye. He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees the podcast. No, you didn't like that? Opinions, thoughts? Say something? I think the podcast was a little too much. Yeah, it was over the top. Let go. Be afraid. You all podcast so much better when you're afraid. The biggest mystery is how 253 podcasts disappear without a trace.